With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. It's okay. Another episode of the Virtual Talk Show Produced by Married Men Don't Talk The talk show with a top-selling book And an app for your Android smartphones We come your way every Tuesday night From 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time But you can get more info about this show By visiting our website, householdstress.com Listeners can participate in one of our live weekly talk shows By calling in or logging on to householdstress.com From your personal computer as an anonymous guest Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only, so call into the hottest talk show in America. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity and no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race-neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. This virtual talk show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is on the down low. Mm. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your pilot for the evening. I've got a lot of material, and the hope is that I can get this plane off the ground and ultimately land on a safe conclusion. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so, or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please try to hang on until the end because you'll definitely want to hear the conclusion to this episode. All right. With all of that said, I want to kick it off like this. Undercover? Undercover, okay, okay. Anybody else? What does being on the down low mean? Now, now there's there's a couple of definitions of down low, man. Okay. I mean, you got you got the undercover brother is is, is a slang term for uh guys who uh date women but uh enjoy men. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what we're gonna get into tonight. 
beware if a dude tells you that he enjoys fencing or sword fighting. Let me on tell guard, you. you know. You could, you're making me nervous now, boy. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> this is a nervous conversation. Yeah, some of, some of y'all will get that tomorrow, fencing, fencing. But, P-Town, why do you think they call it the down low? Why do you think that is? Uh, because men don't want to, uh, they want to disguise their true feelings for um, something that is not correct. They want to, you know, still have their keek and eat it too, I guess, if you could say it. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. If if you really want to know, I don't know. Did you I'm say how you take it too? Yeah, that's man. That's what you, I'm thinking. You lost me on that one, brother. <laughs> I'm, lost, I'm trying to say, I'm lost on this conversation, but I'm assuming he wants to have his cake, which is his lady. And, he and what does he want to eat? And what does he want to eat? Yeah, but he he, he want to eat something that he ain't got no some sausages that he ain't supposed to be. Eating. Uh, <laughs> that's just. Wow. I, I, but I'm nervous. I'm trying to tell you, I don't know how, how to speak this language here, man. It's, it's tough. Well, well, let me help you. Let me help you. Now, this will, you know, it, it it will ease everybody's nervousness. It's a difficult topic tonight. I realize that, but this this will help y'all. This will help y'all. This is about sixty seconds, fellas. Why I'm wearing this blindfold. You see, I'm going to feel something with the skin on my hands, and then I'm going to guess what that is without even looking. Now, now, watch this. Um, um, let me, let me see. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. There, there's something now. Gee, I wonder what this could be. Arnie. No, no, don't tell me, Bert. Don't tell me. Uh, this feels kind of soft and fluffy-like. And it's sticking straight up like a shaggy rug. No, Ernie, you're touching. No, 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 don't, don't tell me, Bert. Don't tell me. I want to guess this. Now, 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 let's see. Moving down. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's more. There's so much more. Look at this. And this kind of feels roundish, and it's sort of, sort of squishy-like. And it's like a bath sponge. Yes, yes. I don't believe this. Let's see. Uh, moving on down. Oh, wait. This is interesting. Look at this. And this part's kind of smooth. And it feels sort of thin, and wow, it's it's floppy. It's floppy like a garden hose. Oh, gee, that's interesting. Wait a second. Hmm. Uh, let me see here. Now wait a minute. This, this right here is sort of fluffy and, and it's shaggy like a rug, and this is sort of squishy, sort of squishy like a bath sponge, and it's kind of floppy like a garden hose. I know what this is. This is Bert. Ah! It's you, Bert. Is it Bert? Yes, Bert, it's me, Arnie. Who do you think it is? Oh, I knew it, Bert. I could tell because I could tell by feeling with my skin. Isn't that amazing, Bert? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Whatever. That was uh, Bert and Ernie. Um, do y'all think that Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street are on the down low? I always question them. <laughs> I had the concerns about Bert and Ernie back in my day. I don't think you were the only one. Anybody else have uh, questions about Bert and Ernie being on the down low? I'm sure you all remember Bert and Ernie. I guess not. But do you all consider men who are on the down low to be bisexual or gay? I don't know the difference. I mean, if you're taking it up the butt, you're taking it up the butt. 
Yeah, my point. I don't know if there's a difference. You doing it? You doing it? It ain't no buy. That's that's um that's a that's um that's some baloney. That's something you know the news made up. They made it seem like it's okay to be with a man and a woman when it's not. You're doing the opposite sex. I mean the same sex, and then it's just you gay. Okay. Does anybody agree with that? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. With the wrong one, you with the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Has anybody here ever been uh, falsely ac- accused of being on the download or approached by someone who thought you were on the download? Never. Nope. I've been called a lot of things, but that ain't one of them. <laughs> What is your definition of a homophobe? Again, another thing the news media made up. <laughs> so what's your definition, Andrew? Well, see, here's the deal. Anytime you don't agree with their lifestyle, you're a homophobe. If you don't agree that men should be married, you're a homophobe. If you don't believe that that's not, that that's not natural, you're a homophobe. Anytime you don't agree with whatever they want to do, you're a homophobe. Okay. All right. Anybody want to agree or disagree with that definition? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's it, it's correct, but I agree with what the brother's saying. But, uh, you know, I think a homophobe is somebody who, who can't function around a, a homosexual person and is, is, is probably disgusted by them. Uh, but just because you, you know, maybe interact with them for work or – you know, there's a lot of them in churches. You interact with them for church and other things, um, but you don't di- agree with their lifestyle. Um, that would that would mean that you are not a homophobe. But anyone who can't function and is and is uh, you know utterly disgusted and, and just can't be around them, period, I, I think would be homophobic. But just because you disagree with the lifestyle doesn't mean you're homophobic. But exactly. in today's climate, if you don't agree with whatever agenda they they want, you're a homophobe. Oh yeah, I agree with that. That's yeah. But that's that's that wouldn't be the definition. But I agree that is the case. Yeah, well, I'm a homophobe then. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, brother. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I've got Webster's definition here, and it's and you're exactly right. You know, someone that hates, fears, or has contempt for homosexuals. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's all about. Um, well, according to Webster's, I'm not a homophobe. But according to the gay people, I am a homophobe. <laughs> exactly. That making it exactly. Yeah, See, I got a problem with it. Listen, they overdo it. If you, hey, listen, women don't even act like these dudes. <laughs> you think they're over the top? They're yeah. over the top, man. Women don't even act like these dudes. If you want to act like a girl, act like a girl, but don't act like... Y'all, they taking over the top. So, I mean... I agree 100%. That's because you're a homophobe. <laughs> Nah, yeah, yeah. According to them, I am, man. But man, them dudes, man, it's like, it's like my wife is like more manly than them dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I work in DC, so they they crazy. They all I mean, crazy. Place. I mean, uh, you know, one dude was walking through the grocery store singing uh, some genuine or something. I don't know, uh, neo or something, some song by neo, and I'm like, this is like the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> 
Now, now imagine. Now, see, see, here's the deal. You, you're walking down the street, and you walk up on two dudes tonguing each other. Oh, oh man. That's sick to your stomach, man. It makes you sick to your stomach. Now, if it were two women tonguing each other, that's different. You know, that's that's different. <laughs> Yeah, but you speak about D.C., brother, and uh, reportedly, you know, uh, both D.C. Metro and Atlanta Metro areas have the most men living on the down low. So why do y'all think that is? Why y'all think these two areas uh, have a high concentration of men living on the down low? Because in the black community, in both those areas are, are, are highly, you know, uh, black areas, um, it is it is still not cool to be taking it that way. Okay? And DC is is a majority black and a black man, you know, to be to be a homosexual isn't the same as a white man. A black man in his own community is going to really be put down to be taking it that way. Mhm. That's just how I see it. Can you tell if a man is on the down low? I don't know, we sniffed you out, man. <laughs> but I mean, how can you tell if if a man is on the down low? Is it, is it possible, fellas? If he hit on you, if he hit on you, yeah, that's pretty obvious. That's pretty straight up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably the only way you can tell. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm chilling in the basement with my boys, the watching the games or something. You know, we drinking, chilling. You know, one of them got something crazy. I'm like, man, what? You know? Oh no. <laughs> now your whole life done changed because now you got to do something. Yes, You know, you don't know. You know, we got dropped one time and it came out. And I was like, everything changed. My boy in college, I always knew he was, you know, he was a little light in the feet. And that was and that was cool with me, you know, as long as he didn't, you know, as long as he didn't publicly say it. But, you know, last year he hit me up on Facebook and said, you know what, I'm just going to come out of the closet. Wow. And it changed. So even though I already suspected this dude, but the fact that he came out and told me, I ain't want to have nothing to do with him. Homophobe. <laughs> and me and that dude was tight in college. You know what I'm saying? How tight were you is the question. Well, we weren't that. <laughs> we weren't that tight. But you know what I'm saying? We were, cool. oh, we were cool, you know. Does anybody else definition for tight? Does anybody else know anybody that's 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 on the down low, or you think that they're on the down low? Nah. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Mm-mm. Well, no. you know, it's it's funny you mention that. It's a guy that uh, is a mutual acquaintance of mine with uh, actually my wife's uncle, and he told me that this dude is on the down low, and it shocked me. Wow. So, I mean, you can be fooled, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely can be fooled. And I want to play a, another clip um, for y'all. This is 60 seconds, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll start here for the evening. I do want you to know that this is, uh, for me and uh, my family, one of, uh, especially with me, one of the most difficult times uh, and things I've had to face, uh, and only because uh, my strength, other than God, is is in Miss Vanessa. 
And uh, I, I, uh, I want you to hear my heart um, on behalf of myself, my family, uh, and I want to let you know Vanessa loves you. She loves this church. Uh, she loves me. I love her, her children, and uh, we're going to work it out. Over the years, it has been very difficult for her. Uh, some of the things that she's had to endure, uh, even uh, to the point of uh, knowing uh, how much we have given to others and then when trouble comes, how they walk away. That's That's been a very big pain to her over the years. I'm going to take a little time off to work with my family. Okay, fellas, uh, that that was Bishop Eddie Long, head of one of the nation's largest mega churches, uh, New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Atlanta, and the church boasts membership of over twenty five thousand people. And this is where I want to begin tonight. And now I, as I as I unfold this story, um, this technically technically falls into the realm of pedophilia. But bear with me while I paint this picture tonight. Now, this clip was from December 4th of 2011, just last year. Bishop Long announced that he would take some time off from the pulpit to work on his family. And his announcement came three days after his wife, Vanessa, filed for divorce. During his announcement, Bishop Long said, and I quote, I want you to rest assured that I love her and she loves me. In all the things that I've ever had to deal with and being pastor, my rock has been to be able to come home to a virtuous woman who always had peace in my house. We're going to work it out, end quote. He insisted that the two of them were not fighting and that they weren't mad at each other. And he said this, he also said the situation was not because of the allegations of sexual misconduct in 2010 but instead blamed the pressures on being a pastor's wife. He said it's been very difficult for her because of the things she's had to endure. Now, the church issued a statement emphasizing that Long was not stepping down and will continue to be the senior pastor of New Birth. Thoughts on this, fellas? What, what are you thinking of? I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Bishop Eddie Long, but what are your thoughts on this on this story? He told the truth. He said that his, it wasn't that it was these boys, it was the pressure of being a wife. It's the pressure of her knowing what's going on and can't do nothing about it because she didn't want to disrespect her man. But she knew he was a hypocrite from the jump. And it's embarrassing not only to the pulpit, but to to the folks, real folks that honor and and. And our uh, God left it because this man is going to sit in the pulpit a lot of people and do something totally that that is not against the Bible. It's not against mankind. And to this day, I'm frustrated about to do because not only did he, you know, try to play it, he traumatized some kids that are going to be affected for life. Words. Anybody else? What are your thoughts on uh, what you just heard, Bishop Long? Rodney. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Right now, um, mm-hmm. Eddie Long is a member of my fraternity. Mm-hmm. And what he did 
it, it, it's I don't know why he's not in jail. Money. I still don't know why he's not in jail. I don't know why somebody daddy ain't just ran up on him in two pieces. And, and I, two questions. I don't know why he's not in jail. I don't know why he's still breathing. <laughs> Could be my son. I, I don't understand that. Weren't the dudes of, of age? No, they were not of age. They were. They grew up under him, you know, 14, just like you see in the Catholic Church. He takes advantage of these kids. He takes them out on trips. He, you know, the parents drop them off at the house. Now I know. And when pastor. they got over age, they got to the point where they, you know, they went they went to counseling and they had to get it out because it was affecting their lives. I know of a pastor like that, and he got 15 years. Mm. Right up in Baltimore. Well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some in there. That's probably gonna have some people upset on the call, but I think I think part of it is, is you know the the blame is on us for putting these people on pedestals like they aren't human or man. Yeah, I mean the yes. honest is I mean yeah I, yes you would expect this person to be a leader, <laughs> but all leaders fall and falter and have faults and flaws. I guess one, one of the things that I have found with with mega churches and that I was a, I was a part of one at one time, um, there's no checks and balances, and these these um, these um, senior pastors that 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 you know that that pastor these you know big huge churches, they pretty much do whatever they want. And they have a board that rubber stamps anything they want to do. <laughs> Before we paint the picture of, of what exactly happened and bring you all up to speed as what this story is all about, but I want to talk briefly about um, his wife, Vanessa, um, Vanessa Long. And this clip is 20 seconds, fellas. And now Mrs. Long released a statement this morning, and it reads, in part, after a great deal of deliberation and prayer, I have decided to terminate my marriage to Bishop Eddie Long. She goes on to say it is her sincere hope that this matter can be resolved expeditiously, harmoniously, and fairly. I ask that you respect my privacy and that of my family. As my attorneys and I have agreed, we will not try this case in the media. Now, Vanessa Long had remained behind the scenes around this time, but her original divorce documents say that they were living in a bona fide state of separation. And on December 2nd, 2011, she announced that she was seeking to end her 21-year marriage. However, later that same day, she was quoted as saying that upon further prayerful reflection, she was withdrawing the divorce petition. I love my husband, she said. I believe in him and admire his strength and courage. She said her decision to seek a divorce was driven by, quote, years of attacks in the media that frustrated and overwhelmed me, end quote. She said that she and her husband had mutually agreed to find healing. She asked for respect and to be left alone during this trying time. What do you all think about Vanessa announcing a divorce and then literally within hours reversing her decision? She's having a tough time, man. That tough time and that good threat came through. 
she got closed by a predator. Mm-hmm. He's a predator. That's what he does. That's how he makes his money. Um, that's what he does. And he's a salesman. I mean, you have to be in a certain aspect of what you do. You have to sell people on whatever it is that you believe, um, especially in that mega arena. You know, um, it's, it, it's, it's a cash cow for him, and she knows it. You know, and, and, and whatever they're saying, honey, is not true. Don't believe it. This is me, 21 years. You know me. It's not true. I need you to stand by my side. What else was she going to do? What was her role in the church? Is she like the, you know how in the church they name, and then she, was she like a pastor, pastor of herself and all these other titles and whatnot? I think she was just a just a first lady. I don't think she yeah. was, uh, yeah. you know, on the on the ministerial staff or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I can also, I mean, you know, another way to look at it too is like you got to think about the financial aspect of that. I mean, that's hurting her pockets too. For sure, for sure. But also, Pete, also just like you said, when these people are put on these pedestals, they're yep. put on these pedestals, and you're sitting around people that frown upon upon other people for whatever they do that's not church-like. So her divorcing her husband in the time of that probably wasn't church-like. Mm-hmm. There you, you go. You see what I'm saying? And she didn't want to deal with that, that ridicule that that was to follow her because obviously the congregation was still behind this man. That's right. crazy. That you, would, that you would succumb to the ridicule of the congregation and what people think about you than actually standing up for the right cause and saying... Children of some children. Right, I, mm-hmm. I can't. The hell with the Eddie Long, the children. Yes, man. Yeah, and, and, that's and, bad. And before we get too far afield, you know, let me let me rewind and paint this picture for y'all of what you know what allegedly happened in September 2010. Four young men publicly indicted Bishop Long of passionate misconduct. The allegations claim that Long, a married father had abused his devout control to entice teenage boys with cars, money, clothes, jewelry, expensive trips, and access to celebrities. The lawsuit says that 16-year-old Spencer Legrand first approached Bishop Long after one of his sermons in May of 2005. Long and Spencer's relationship developed. Another young male accuser, Jamal Paris, has a J.L tattoo on his arm, which he says stands for Jamal Long, suggesting an extraordinarily close relationship between he and the bishop. Jamal said Bishop Long was actually with him when he got tatted. But if Spencer failed to call Bishop on the phone on a frequent basis, Bishop Long would become very angry. And the complaint says that Bishop Long took Spencer on several overseas trips where Long would pay for expensive dinners, shopping sprees, and engage in sexual activities with the teenager. Additionally, Maurice Robinson and Anthony Flagg also came forward and said they were only 17 and 18 when Long abused his spiritual authority to seduce them with the same methods, cars, money, clothes, and jewelry. Now listen to, uh, here's what Jamal had to say. Oh, Jamal's not talking. 
But thoughts on mm-hmm. that? Thoughts on this, fellas? Uh, seducing these uh, teenagers with cars, money, ju- clothes, jewelry, expensive trips. What are, what are your thoughts on this? It's wrong, but it's the norm. I mean, that's way past the issue of of, of being on the down low, man. That's a pedophile. That's a straight up pedophile. Straight up. And you know, another, thing, another thing too is, how did he go on these trips and do all this stuff, and nobody nobody else can recant this story? Nobody else can can recall this story. Or no, I mean, who else was on these trips? But well, listen, you got to remember. These kids can't drive the, the luxury cars. They can't drive the get the money. They 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 under the age. Who is this really going to? Right, He's paying the parents off. Right. So where are somebody? How, how many trips are you going to let your kids go on across seas? With a minister? Not please. Not unless I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, but you making it sound like now it's a religious cult. And the families are sacrificing their boys into this cult. Well, you know, one of the things that's really going on is you got a lot of single families, single mothers raising these boys, and they look at him as a father figure. Okay? He's dealing Mm -hmm. with these boys, you know, probably, you know, inner city, you know, got a mama and no daddy, and and he has been, quote-unquote, the father figure. You know, who wouldn't? you know, let their father, you know, take the, the child overseas. I mean, it, it could be the mother just had no idea that to even think like that. That's yeah. crazy. Because he probably, he's probably, you know, employing them. and Right, he's know. grooming these boys, you know, and, and, I mean, that's what this is about. That's what these, you know, that's what these guys will do. He'll groom them, and, and he, they knew him probably, you know, grew up in his church. You know, and and you know, here she sees him as a, you know, as a as a you know as a minister, as the pastor, married kids, and, and the only father figure that these boys know. Why wouldn't she say, "Yeah, go ahead, man"? I can't give you an overseas trip. Mm, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it from that, and not just look at it and say, "What's wrong with these parents?" I mean, like I said, there's there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons that that might be happening, but, you know, the, the one that, that says to me is probably a, a woman that, you know, that, that you know, she she don't have a dad, they don't have a daddy in their life, and, you know, they came up in a church from, you know, six years old, and, and he took them under their wing, and she was happy to have somebody to, to, to be in that role. You, you know something? You hit it right on the head. Yeah. I hope y'all do understand that Eddie Long is probably a pro, just like that Sandusky dude, in picking a victim. So they won't go after our kids. Oh. They know we involved. But they are pros. They know who they know who to go after. Right. And like I said, they groom these kids and seduce them with, you know, all this money and all these trips and you know, one day he's pulling up on it. And furthermore, fellas, some really interesting pictures of Bishop Long surfaced during the scandal. Yeah, that one of him in the bathroom taking a picture yeah. of himself. Yeah, and the pictures, you know, uh, you know, they showed him fully clothed, but in some form-fitting shirts and shorts, as as the brother just mentioned. Um, so do y'all think that the pictures were sent to the young man to convince him of the importance of working out, to show off the latest fashion trends, or or just to simply say, hey, man, you know, how you doing? Why in the hell is a grown man taking <laughs> some boys to pick him? Oh, 
was in the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, listen, man. listen, listen. The young men's lawyer did say that Bishop Long is a health advocate and a weightlifter. So? I know plenty of health addicts and weightlifters, but they ain't texting pictures of themselves to some teenage boys. And they ain't sending them to me. Yeah, that would, that would be like... Or that, why? That would be like, Roddy, you seriously do a lot of working out. You just went to Dick's and got yourself a new pair of tights and, some, and a tank Not top. Not Dick's. Not Dick's. And <laughs> 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 you go in there and you send us all a picture. Yeah, you send us all a picture. I would be like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> so y'all saying that the bishop has a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. yeah you know, saying like, Ron, you want to tell us, you know, time to come clean. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's still with it's, the fixed receipt and tag off the back of the shirt. <laughs> so if, if, if Long or, or anyone else were to send these pictures to any of your kids, how would you oh, respond? How, how would oh. you react to that? What would, you, what would happen? I have some explaining to do. I'm going over there with. I'm going over there. I'm calling the cops en route over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna get that phone. <laughs> and they you better hold the situation. Better you better hope the cops get there first. Hey, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I just want to go back real quick. Go ahead. Somebody bro. said that he would not do that to our kids. Now, that's very interesting. Now, why? Why would our kids be exempt from that? Because he would be able to, he's a pro at picking victims. Sure. Just like the Sandusky dude at Penn State. They sure. probably have a certain criteria of kids to pick. A single parent, preferably with only a mother in the house, a certain financial range. Now, remember, he's a pastor. Sure, sure. He's a pastor, so he he's, you know, who knows? A mother could say, you know what, Bishop Long, I need some help with my son. You know, I live, you know, I need some help getting a job. I work two jobs. I don't have time to teach him how to be a man. Here's my son, basically take him and teach him how to be a man. You know, that could be the criteria that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but aren't we, like, extra careful, even our wives, even when our kids talk about going to a sleepover? Exactly. That's mm. what I was just about to say. Let's Let's to anybody of, of any means and any influence. And anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You don't I mean, know the happens. parents. You don't know the family. You don't know the background. The S's. No, you can't go. Yep. And yet the Sanduskies and the Eddie Longs have plenty of victims. But, but I think the Sanduskies was during regular school hours. Some of it happened in the shower. So these kids didn't have to sleep over. They were getting molested at school or at wherever they were. During they were at camps. At yeah, they camps. were at camps. Okay. Yeah. So do you all think that the, the photographic evidence was, was proof or was it just an innocent gesture? Because, I mean, he could have sent the pictures of himself but bald naked, you know, with, with his glue gun out, as T-Hawk talked about last week. I mean, so was it was it proof or, or just an innocent gesture? Or it could have been premeditated. The reason why he wasn't naked is because he was sending the text. Well, we don't know. I mean, that could have been a Facebook photo for all we know. But I don't think it that... It's going back to what was just put out there. I mean, these people are very smart. So who knew if this photo ever surfaced or came up? Mm. It could be positioned as, I'm just a health addict. I mean, I'm, I'm just showing you... <laughs> 
There's nothing that I, it's not like I got my kickstand out and I'm showing it to you. Yeah. It was a picture that is being sent because the clothes are form fitting. So yeah. you you know it's, it's no different than a woman that sends you a picture with form fitting clothes. It shows up somewhere with a form fitting dress on. You know what's popping off. You, you know got what's that right. <laughs> it's about yeah. the cheeks. Not nude, but you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. And I think that the point that's been made by several people in this call, these people are smart. They're not idiots. Nope. They do their homework. And you better believe that there's people probably around them that are lawyers, accountants, people in the financial industry, whatever, that can give them. And they know that they know they got a problem. They know something's going on with them. And they're probably coaching up on things that they can do and how to do things and just like, look, if you're going to do it, this is this is better be how you do it. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. But, but fellas, why, why, why do we believe the, the dudes and not the uh, the pastor? Good question. <laughs> because you see it on it. I mean, That's because what I was the credibility, <laughs> but the credibility of pastors, because it stays, it's in the news now. I mean, when you see it in so much, how these pastors are doing these young boys, either in the but, Catholic or Christian church all over the country, world. When, when these kids are coming out and they traumatize and these grown men who's 40 and still can't function and it's affecting their family life and their wife, the first okay, thing you okay. think of is their credibility of that pastor. Is he is he a pedophile? Well, let me ask you a question. Is this pastor of this mega church an easy mark for extortion? Oh yeah, but see, that's the whole point because because he's a a mega church man. He has security, he has you know processes and people who can get to him and who cannot get to him. So in order to get close to the pastor at a mega church, you really got to be like inside. You know, there's just the, the, the congregation is too big for anybody just to go up to the pastor. Yeah. There there's an organization chart before you can get to the pastor. Mm-hmm. It's not like at our church where you can go and call the pastor and say, I need to come talk to you. Yeah, but well, let's, let's forget about the pictures for a moment. If we if we if we if we may. What if what if one of these boys was your son? How would oh. you respond if you found out that your pastor had engaged in sexual acts with your son? Forget the pictures. Man, his ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that button tight. Hold that button tight tonight. <laughs> well, my pastor, he's too small because he, he, he already know he's going to get it. <laughs> Somebody going to jail for either molestation or murder. One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, right, now, he, he, I'm going to bring up another scenario. Um, a lot of people don't want to admit it. But they'll know that something is up with one of their family members where they might be kind of funny on the other side. Now, is that just something that you would look past? Like if your son was a little shady and this this took place. Now, the age is one thing. I understand that. But in terms of the download piece, uh, I mean, are people really being realistic about that part? Mm. Mm-mm. 
I mean, you do. Yeah, and I actually went on New Burst website. I went on their website, and this is what I found, and I quote, Bishop Long is a man of tremendous compassion who exemplifies the term giver. It's not at all unusual for him to personally extend help to members in need or to lead the charge in the community to help those less fortunate. For years, New Birth has been the largest giver to Hosea Feed the Hungry, outgiving all the major corporations in Atlanta. Driven by a strong call to minister to young boys, Bishop Long started Longfellows, a summer academy that provides a structured educational environment for boys ages 12 to 16. As long as they hold up their end of the bargain, Bishop Long upholds his, which is college tuition. These are just a few examples of how he not only gives personally, but directs corporate giving as well. He is a living example of a loving, living, and leading like Jesus, end quote. But in a press conference, the attorney for these young men, who's actually a woman by the name of B.J. Bernstein, and I just was, you know, that that just tripped me out. The young men's attorney was a woman named B.J. But y'all will get that tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Their attorney described the young men's enrollment in the Longfellow Youth Academy, where they ascended to the elite group of young men known as Bishop Long's spiritual sons. According to the written complaint, the bishop typically engages in a private spiritual ceremony described as a covenant between himself and each young spiritual son. The bishop will use Bible stories to talk about how important it was to follow your leader, your master, and he let them know that the acts that they were engaging in did not mean that they were homosexual. Maurice and Anthony detailed numerous alleged incidences where Long engaged in sexual acts with them when he took them on trips across state lines and in a church-owned apartment close to the church. The complaint said that the bishop told them he was simply releasing his passion and his love. Thoughts on that, though? Sounds like a cult to me. Yeah, but still, man. I mean, okay, if the kids were four and three, maybe. Sixteen? You buying that at sixteen? Well, think about it. Yeah. Sixteen years old's mine? Yeah, I just got a question. To These ask. guys are traumatized, and and once you get to a point where you you nah. you um almost hypnotize these guys, they believe anything that you say because no, man, no, 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 no. Come on, man. Come on. So that one kid can be classified more advanced than another kid by being sure. classified as his spiritual son? No, yep. no, no. Let's no. guys. Question: If this was a a sixteen year old girl, would we have any same questions? No, nah. you wouldn't be no. saying, oh, she should know, she should know. You know, a 40-year-old man and a 16-year-old girl, we wouldn't be talking about, oh, she should know, she should know. We'd be ready to whip his natural born, you know what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So by the age of 16, we don't we don't understand the difference between man and woman sex and man and man sex? By 16? Not no, that wasn't the question. The question that is you were saying these boys, you know, should be coverable by 16. They should know. All I'm saying is that if, if they were females, you know, 16-year-old girls that this 40-year-old was, we'd be ready to, to, to take him to a new kind of woodshed. Man, <laughs> and, and, and Tom, I would hate yeah. to say this, but, you know, at my job now I'm doing a lot of mental health, and I'm reading a lot of these uh, 
cases, uh-huh. and you don't know how many cases I just read today that young boys were molested at an early age, and and they would believe what these men would say because these men would threaten them. Exactly. Early age. Threaten them, but they wouldn't threaten them like they would kill them or kill their parents. They would the, the words how they presented themselves was actually a threat. Yeah. So just like he said that, you know, he's doing his 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 godly duty was almost like a threat that if you don't allow me to do it, you know your mom you know I, I'm I'm working with your mom. Your mom has a job, I'm paying her rent each month. Exactly. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um so, you know, yeah. um so they knew and, they were being and now molested. he put he's on the street. So what he posted what this young boy supposed to do? He doesn't have a father figure. He's threatening the little boy in the way that he gonna put his mama out in the street. So they knew if they were being molested. Anybody, is what you're saying? They knew they were being molested. They knew. The, you know they, it or not? Molestation is molestation. Yeah, and then they get numb to it. Bottom line, they get numb to it to the fact where. At the age of 40, they're in a mental institution because they couldn't get rid of that out of their head. Yeah, let me let me help you, P-Town, um, you know, regarding the threats. Uh, this is a – we'll try to get Jamal, one of the accusers, to speak. This is only 10 seconds. Now, on top of that, let me alienate you from everything you knew and everything everybody else taught you, and now let me show you how I want you to do things. Let me groom you. Now – after I groom you, you're not allowed to talk to females because I don't want a female to mess up your mind into what I'm doing. I need to keep you isolated. The complaint also added this. Typically when the young males, confused by the sexual contact with Bishop Long, would find girlfriends or engage in sexual contact with the females, Bishop Long would attempt to block those relationships by increased contact and spiritual talk reminding the young men of the covenant between the spiritual son and himself. Thoughts on that, fellas? Hmm. Say that again. Why answer that question? I got upset. I had to come. Say that again. (laughs) You know, when they would, you know, go to girls, uh, as a 16-year-old, as uh, Brother T. Hawk said, you know, you 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 attracted to females. That's a natural thing at that age. The bishop will come in and, you know, as you were talking about, P. Town, threat. You know, you make a threat, attempted to block those relationships, and remind them of the covenant that they had between himself and them as a spiritual son. That sounds like a man. jealous lover to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's disgusting because that's a man with sixteen and fourteen year old boys. But that that's a jealous lover. I'm gonna I'm gonna now do this. I'm gonna now create this up, you know, and try to block this situation. That that sounds a little awkward. That's a little that's a little. As we said before, they're predators and they're salesmen. They know what yep. they're doing. Yep. Yeah. And it's you crazy that he says a covenant. You're using a position right. of authority. And you're also using age, you're also using the mentorship, whatever other words you want to put in there in order to create this dynamic that makes these people feel helpless. Yeah, you talk about a jealous lover. Um, Back in June of 2010, Maurice, one of the accusers, actually was arrested for breaking into New Birth for stealing property. 
his lawyer said that he was lashing out in jealousy after he learned that Bishop Long had other relationships with other spiritual sons. Mm-hmm. That just, hey, that's, that's crazy. But just, but just think about it. It's the same way uh, 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 a married man treats his mistress. What's the difference? Yep, that's the, the, there it is. A jealous lover, you do the same thing. You can't have another man, but, you know, I don't want to see you with that man. I'm paying the bills here. But you can't have me either. How many times have we seen women traumatized because we put them in a position because we threaten them so we can have our way? Mm-hmm. So there's no difference. Uh, Tom, going back to what you were thinking, where she's 16, a grown woman can't even think that way. So why would you think a 16-year-old would know? There's a big difference there. There's a big There's difference not there a big because, difference. well, this grown woman made a choice. Her mm. choice was, I'm not looking for this commitment. I know you're married. You can stay married. I just need you to come by and take care of me every now and then and pay a couple bills and keep it moving. I already know you got a wife. I, I yeah, accept but, to be the other woman. But that, that's after the fact, after they've been traumatized, after you done put it in their head that they With were the grown woman? woman. The grown yeah, woman got the traumatized? Grown woman. Yes, you grown women get traumatized. What do you think you do to her? No, I'm just saying, you, he came into the situation married. That's right. But he came into the situation by what? Molding her. Because she knew he was married, but what did he say? Man, my marriage is, out, is, is not working. My marriage is... The words he was putting in her head was to, to get in the draws. Okay, so maybe she... Okay, so let's just say what you're saying... Is, is factual in one of these cases. So then what she has is hope? What she hope has that is maybe hope. he'll leave his wife? That's right. And what he what this 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 pastor was doing, giving these kids hope by giving them things that all kids want. Material things. And not only that, with the cult like I was saying with the status. Calling them spiritual sons. The one dude he was having sex with, this dude found out, oh, well, he's having sex with other spiritual sons. I thought I was elite. I thought I was the only one. So that's why he was lashing out. It's crazy. Yeah, and in Anthony's situation, when he turned 17, he was having trouble getting along with his mom. You know, he says Long set him up in a house in the area. And he said that's where Long slowly developed a close relationship with him that led to numerous sex acts. Um, but fellas, I've got a confession to make, and I actually left, you know, one part out. Um, and y'all kind of alluded to it, but well, this is two clips. I want uh, this is uh, Jamal can tell you what happened. How did you transition it? How did it progress? Because it's so comfortable, and then out of nowhere, he just hits you with the most emotional question. Now, when he takes you to that emotional question, I'm taking you back to a memory. It's almost like hypnotism. Relax, lay down, talk about how you feel. And then you start vividly thinking about it, and you start crying. And that's when I talk to you. I know what you're feeling. All right, I'm going to step in the place of your father. I'm not going to let you go. Wow, for real? You're going to do all that? That's what's up. You're my dad. 
That's clip number one, fellas, and uh, Jamal continues. This is only 15 seconds. We just addicted to the lifestyle. It was addicted to the love that we got because I was I, I didn't have a dad my whole life. I, I, I was I was I was fatherless, and to have a man love me just for who I was, I had to change myself. I just had to be me. The lawsuit says, that was actually Spencer on the tail end. The lawsuit says that 16-year-old Spencer first approached Bishop Long after a moving sermon about absentee fathers. The complaint says that when Spencer approached the bishop, Long hugged him and Spencer began to cry. Bishop Long held on tightly to Spencer and assured him, quote, I got you. I'll be your dad. Finally, Jamal said that his own father had not been a positive figure in his life, so Long offered to protect him and never let another man hurt him like his father did. According to the complaint, Long would encourage Jamal to call him daddy and discuss the Bible scriptures to justify and support the sexual activity. What? Yes, he would discuss the scriptures to justify and support the sexual activity. Thoughts on that. Mm. So now he's wasting time on this dude. Yeah, yeah. So he got actually got hurt more than his father probably ever could hurt. Yep. Mm. That that that's very true, right there. That's it, right there. That's it. That's it, right there. I mean, the, here's the thing: throughout the course of time, evil has been using the Bible for its use in all sorts of ways. The clan. I mean, you 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 can go back and. Look at a whole lot of different sects of individuals that have used the Bible to justify what they're doing. Yep. And in this situation, this person is no different. And I think what's really, like I said earlier, what stings the most, I think, for us as, you know, as black people is the fact that, wow, people on a pedestal, we believe in them. We follow faith, you know, sometimes to the point of almost being blind by it. And then somebody does it like this. And you got a white dude, Sandusky, on trial, and it alone, Scott Free. There it is. That 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 is so true. There it is. Because look, all of his white friends, the president, everybody else, they have turned his their back on Sandusky. They 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 they're not doing it. And you could go a step further. Uh, what's the what's the head coach for Syracuse? Remember also there was the his his assistant coach came out with the whole Sandusky thing too. Some other people came yeah. out. I can't think of the name of Right, his assistant coach. Remember when this Sandusky thing hit? His assistant coach, these other people came out and said, yeah, well, this guy did the same thing. Bayham immediately came out to damn him like, this is this is erroneous. I can't believe they're making such allegations. He's been my longtime friend for 25 years and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. When they got the facts on it. Bayheim came back and said another statement and basically said he would have nothing to do. That's what white people do. Where are we? Mm. Putting out quotes and stuff on the on the website saying it's a come on man. That's crazy. That's, a, yeah. that's how that's a, calling it along the next Messiah. <laughs> crazy. Giving him money. Like just coming out and fought and giving him Hundreds and thousands of dollars after the fact. 
We love you. Here, take fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but when the when the allegations initially emerged, fellas, Long said that he was not the best man. But he said that the free for all was over fake accusations. He repeatedly and adamantly denied all the allegations. His attorney said, and I quote, We find it unfortunate that these young men chose to take this course of action, end quote. Does anybody think that Bishop Long is being framed for all of this? Well, if he was being framed for it, then why I mean, there's ways to get in out of it. Well, first of all, you know, a dude, especially a young black dude, is not going to come out and say he's been pumped. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, go ahead. unless, hold on, unless they're already gay. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, I could see if these were young girls saying, yeah, he did me. I I saw, I'm, and, and I'm no fan <laughs> Of long, let me tell you. But I saw the interview with one of those boys, and he had a little sugar in his tank. I'm just saying. But he might have I don't know. After any long deposited some. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He deposited that. Now wow. this boy is confused, man. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, sometimes you're taking those deposits, you might fill up. Mm. You know, but but do y'all think that the parishioners were convinced of these scurrilous allegations against their pastor? I'm gonna tell you what I have. I have knowledge of a pastor that did the same thing. I mean, and I, I knew this guy. You know, and and even when the fan parishioners went to court and called these kids liars, stood behind the pastor, and the pastor even. After the second trial, went ahead and 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 admitted and and didn't even fight the allegations. They still stood behind the pastor. I'm sitting here saying, how stupid can you be? Mm-hmm. All right, and this this happened to be the pastor at my ex-wife's church, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! They bust them into the into the courts from the church. What? Yeah, and the judge said, you guys, you are beyond help. You you got a man here that's admitting to molesting these kids and you screaming and crying for him. What about the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to tell you what. Somebody said there's a difference in the black community and the black church, and I think, you know what, it's sad, but it's true. Well, let's I, go live. Let's go live to Atlanta. Uh, two minutes, fellas. Let's go live. Baptist Church members are standing by their pastor tonight. They are praying that their spiritual father and his wife, Vanessa, will stay together despite all that has happened. Long told his congregation during yesterday's services he will be taking a sabbatical to work on his family. The pastor's decision came three days after his wife of 21 years filed for divorce. Fox 5's Angelique Proctor talked with a longtime church member. Angelique? Lisa, Jimmy, and Angela Kimbrough tell me they are convinced Bishop Eddie Long has an unmatched spirit of God. They say his ministry is based on love and saving souls, and they will stand by him until God tells him differently. This is a painful season for new births, but as any birth, after the pain is a delivery. Jimmy and Angela Kimbrough say they have been spiritually fed at new birth for the last 20 years. They welcome their pastor's sabbatical to focus on his family. I think it's very uh, apropos at this time that he does take sabbatical with his wife. 
so that they can come together and resurrect themselves um, and their union of marriage collectively with their children. And I think we as a body of Christ need to not judge. The Kimbrough's acknowledged membership at the church has dwindled following a lawsuit from four young men who accused Long of sexual misconduct. The bishop denied the charges but settled out of court. This affected everyone. There are some people that were not firmly planted, so to speak, in the word of God. So new Christians, they didn't know which way to sway uh, because their roots were not firmly planted. But for those members that um, their roots are firmly planted, they're still the, they're still there. The Kimbrough say Long used to conduct Bible study classes in their former DeKalb County restaurant. He even helped them financially when the business needed help. The Kimbroughs say marriage is difficult for any couple, especially a relationship in the public spotlight like the Longs. If you've never gone through anything in life as a married couple, mm. you're not living. Everybody needs a sabbatical. Bishop and Mother Long has taken a sabbatical, which is well-deserved. Us as, again, the congregation, we understand that. No one knows what Minister is speaking No one knows her thoughts. Her attorneys can only speak on what they hear based upon what they want to hear. We have not heard from the Lady of God herself. My prayer is that God's will will be done in their situation. Good fellas, this is the best part, 30 seconds. Now the Kimbroughs say they will support Bishop Long and Vanessa even if the marriage cannot be salvaged. They had some very passionate views about the Long family and say the bishop's first obligation should be to his wife even before the church. Did the Kimbroughs have any thoughts at all about the the lawsuit and the settlement involving those four young men? You know, I did ask them about that uh, lawsuit, and they said they did not believe the young boys. They say the settlement does not represent guilt. They believe that Bishop Long settled primarily in an effort to help the church and to move this beyond the church and to get back to the business of saving souls. All right, it continues then. All right, thank you. Thoughts on that, fellas? Well, that's the problem. I mean, you know, people are just just stupid. Yeah. And, I and you know what? I, I saw it with my own eyes, and I was like, you got it. <laughs> but, see, the problem is, is that they said it, and they didn't believe it. They said they were looking for a, a word from God, and he put it out there. God puts a trial out there right in front of your face. He, and it's up to you to take it. They accepted not to listen to God, that you have a man who's not godly in the church. If when I, these boys if, came out. If I can say something, and, Go ahead, um, and um, I caught this in the middle, and I, I just want to say a few things. If you look at the country in the whole, homosexuality is being accepted and actually being promoted. Uh, I, uh, the high school that my sons went to, I mean, it was so open, so accepted. If you even say something against it, you're bully. <laughs> you know. So where I have a problem with is all pedophiles have the same method. You have too much interest in my son, I'll have something to say about it. See, I'm a father. I raised my sons by myself. And, you know, it's like their friends come here. 
I love them kids. I'm going to keep an eye on them. They all right, but <laughs> that's it. You see what I'm saying? I have no other interest in anything else going on. So it's like, no, you can't spend the night. But you may. I might let you every now and then. But it's not going to be a constant thing, you know, because if 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 you're not if 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 you're not the type of man that's not involved in, with your children, then you're a bad man, mm-hmm. right? But if you try to get involved with your your children, your male sons, and you try to get involved with their friends and you want to know their friends because that's where the other problem comes in, then you can also be called to task wrongly and be accused. You know, and once you're accused, that never goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, and the problem with this and with Sandusky is, like it was stated earlier, they know how to pick their victims up. Mm-hmm. I raise my sons to question every adult. Every adult, you know. And here's another thing. These boys, I'm not giving them carte blanche. I've been 15 and 16 years old. Bullshit. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Wait a minute, hold up. You take me to a game? No. You know, I'm going to separate myself from mm-hmm. before it gets to that point. But because the children have been raised to want the $100 tennis and the shiny car with the spokes and the jewelry. It just makes them easy targets. And then they see that if they get it this way, it's okay. Because, okay, fine. You know, now they can flip it and go, hey, look what he did to me for financial gain. You know, Mm -hmm. Earlier said, "What would you do for one thing?" And I and I wrote this in 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 the um, chat. If a man's not totally in the household, if he's not in the household, and the mother of that child is pissed off at that man, and that man said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, why is he going such and such a place with this man?" She's gonna jump on him, place long above everything. Mm-hmm. to demasketize the father and and put him down and say, well, look, you haven't done anything for him, you know, which helps farm these children for these people. You ain't wow. taking my child nowhere. You taking mm-hmm. my child to England? I'm going to England. So you better have a ticket for me or you better go somewhere else. We all going to England. <laughs> We're all going to England. And if you're buying him dinner, you better put it on your card for me too, because <laughs> because that that's the that that is the problem. They look for that. And he knew he knew exactly because if you look, Sandusky, same method. They know the same method. And once you give, and once you take the pressure off these women, they don't care. And I'm not saying that they don't care because. They really don't give a shit. It's like hey, finally it, I have a clean, man. Bro. Keep it clean, keep it clean. Oh, I'm bro. sorry. Yeah, finally, you know, finally I have a man who's going to help me. 
with my child. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and I'm not putting black women down, but but I gotta be smart especially these women that serve their kids up on a platter. Right. But you can know. I put some black men down? Because I am uh, at my church. I, I, I'm like one of the directors of, of the youth uh, with young boys. And each year we take a camping trip. And um, I take the boys camping. Now sometimes I take 20, 10, depends on the year. But the mothers are signed off the paper. They respect me. And everything, and I try to get as many as men as I can go with me, and they won't go. And sometimes I—that is like the most nervous time for me, because I got all these boys responsible, and and you and you got to be careful how you treat somebody's child when when you know when they under your responsibility, because anything can happen. And and we say that, you know, as men, we, this is what we're going to do if somebody harm our child. But it's like you said, you said, well, if I'm going, you know, I'm going with my kid. A lot of men don't think that way. Now, I don't like camping. The only camping I want to do is the Holiday Inn and the Seven Eleven on the corner. But when my son wanted to go, I, I was not allowing my son to go with other guys without me going and checking it out. Right. I'm going to go camping for the first time in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's real sad because it's all about, it's all about materialistic things. You know, and it's always when when you do. It's just like with the um, the, the the teachers and students, the encounters. Now I look back and I jokingly say, "Huh, if a teacher <laughs> was giving me that back then, I'm not opening my mouth." Period. It's always accepted that that's okay among men. Your son, a teacher. She look good, even if she don't look good. My son. Especially Miss Cunningham, sixth grade. Good right. Lord. Yeah. She is. Miss Cunningham. It's always in, the, in this country, if it's your daughter, it's a whole different story. Whole different story. Well, let me close this up, fellas. Uh, we we, we had to move on from Bishop Long. Um, it's got a few more thoughts on, on this case. Um. But as you heard uh, in the news report as we went live um, to Atlanta, Fox 5, on May 26, 2011, following months of mediation, an undisclosed settlement agreement was reached in the civil suit filed by the four young men. The terms were not made public, and the agreement enclosed a non-disclosure agreement. To this day, Bishop Long has denied all the allegations against him, but does this cash settlement kind of admit guilt does this raise any eyebrows for you guys yes because if you're a man of god and having the wealth and finances that he has fight that to the end until you go broke to make sure your name is right because god will keep you where you need to be but see the the evidence you can't fight the real evidence what evidence was it 
But that's what I'm saying. With him, with him paying the settlement and cashing out to make it supposedly as the the, the, the individual the church said, you know, when the, you do a settlement, as a gag I mean, that, doing that, I mean, that that doesn't make guilt to me. Yeah. But, and with the gag order, the evidence is destroyed because unless unless you break the gag order, which you can now be legally responsible to return all that money, they can't say nothing. They got to hold it to their grave. But they well, got me, paid for it. Yeah, let me, they got they got paid. Paid. I want to yeah. see blood. I'm sorry. Pay <laughs> me and blood. <laughs> so you, me, you see what I'm saying? If I'm so innocent, if I'm so, it's like, hey, you going to take me, you going to buy, let me give you an example. When I was 13 years old, my mother, a single mother, took myself and my sister to Jamaica for seven days. I became friends with the guy who owned the hotel's son. That gave me certain carte blanche. I was invited to to the private party. He paid for my dinner. You know, I could go in places that no other guest could go. But I guarantee you, if he grabbed my hand parts, there would have been a problem. (laughs) You know... But but my mother wouldn't let anything go on because, for one thing, today's parents don't know anybody. You don't know your neighbor. You don't know your kids, friends, mothers. I make sure I know them all. Mm-hmm. I know them all. I have telephone numbers. I let them know, you know, and there was one occasion um, because my, my philosophy is if these kids are in my house, they're not out in situations that has happened. Like my son and several of his friends were, were robbed right out here in, in my complex. But this young these two young ladies that would, would come here, and trust me, you know, I, I would tell my sons, don't do nothing to get my hind parts in trouble. See, because I'm the one they're going to look at. And she, the, the girl's mother came to my house, and she was like, look, I told her I didn't want her any. I didn't know this. I introduced myself, and I let her know. <laughs> she in here, she fine, but guess what? It's time for you to go, and she will not come back in here again. Period. But I know their first names. I have their numbers. You know, and that's what doesn't go on. You know, but but for them to accept the money, for them to accept the money, I mean, really, I'm not going to accept the money like that. I want to see his hind parts pay. If, if if it bothered me so much, if it bothered me so much, just because he can throw the money doesn't shouldn't wash him. You know, and that's the problem. Money washes everything. And it shouldn't be right. that way. Let me throw this question out. Good, good words, bro. Let me throw this question out to the entire group. Um, do y'all think that Bishop Long had sex with these boys? Yes or sure. no? Sure. Sure he did. Yes, he did. Is that a, an agreement? Even if he One. didn't. If mm-hmm. you were innocent, you'd be screaming and fighting all the way. But he, he, he put himself in the situation to show his guilt. And if you look at any other... Pastor, preacher, 
evangelists from 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 the past who've come out, whether it's prostitution, whether it's this or that, they always left a trail. Somebody else in that church knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But Somebody church means right. Church is power and money, and nobody wants to rock that boat. Yeah, but I, I gotta throw that question out again because I didn't hear a lot of answers. Well, well let me say this to you. <clears throat> and I listened to the interviews, and I listened to his closing retirement or sabbatical statement to mm-hmm. his church. He never one time came out of his mouth and addressed the issue directly and said, I did not have sex with those boys, period. So do you think he had sex with the boys? I think he danced around it. I'm, 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 I'm leaning to the fact that, yes, he did, because he never, if had it been me, I would have addressed the issue head on. If I'm innocent, no, I did not have. Bring them up here. Let me bring the boys up here right now. Let's get this out and open right now. We ain't going to dance around nothing. Bring them up right now in front of me and let them say in front of my face what I did to them. Yeah, I believe he slept with them. And uh, if I was on a jury, I would make, uh, convict them. Well, let me, this sabbatical let me. should be state prison somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me let let me let Jamal. I knew you gonna probably to try to come with some out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let Jamal talk to y'all. Let me let Jamal talk to you. This is only fifteen seconds, fellas. Fifteen seconds. For some reason, people think we had sex. Let me clarify that one. Point blank. Period. No one ever said we had sex. I've seen articles of we did not have sex. Point blank, period. We simply said there were things that were inappropriate, sexual. Uh huh. So they did not have sex. Uh, he's just so trying to save his manhood. He, yeah, he's trying to save it up. That's what he's trying to do. He's cleaning it up. He's trying to save his manhood. Clean that up. Oh, y'all messed up. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Rodney. Seriously. <laughs>
I mean, that's their daddy. I mean, the first thing they're going to do is probably back their dad up. What I'm worried about, and the same thing with Sandusky, is the wife knows. The wife always knows. Always knows. Always knows. You, you, you know, so, and, and, and it's always policy. I'm going to stick with you until we ink a contract for me. And now I'm going to divorce you because mm-hmm. now i got to clean myself. But she mm-hmm. backed him early on. My husband. God fearing my husband. Read the Bible. Yeah, uh-huh. You ain't mm-hmm. telling me you don't know. And was he taking his children on these trips? Because Lord knows I don't want to take my kids nowhere. I'm trying to get away from them. (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm not taking my children and you see me taking somebody else's child, uh, hello, you can read that. But do y'all think his his sons um, would feel different about the situation than his his one daughter? (gasps) I think it'll hurt the daughter more. But actually, no, I'm going to take that back. It's going to hurt them all because now they have to wear their shame. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, no mind wants to know that that dad is a punk. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Everybody in here who, who who grew up with a father is still scared of their father to this day. Yeah. And, and he can be about 60, 70 years old. And they would never disrespect their father. But the day you find out your dad is a punk mm. is a different story. Mm-hmm. On August 25th, 2011, fellas, Jamal and Spencer actually spoke out in an exclusive interview for the first time since settling out of court. And some of the stuff I've been playing is from that interview. They said that they're still haunted by their experiences with Long, and they, they're writing a tell-all book about what they say happened between them and the bishop. They claim that Long made cash payments to them in exchange for their pledge to never talk about the case again, but they couldn't keep quiet any longer. They said they didn't care that talking about the case would mean risking their settlement money because they felt writing a book was part of their effort at healing. And this is the same reason noted author Tony Hawkins released his top-selling book, Married Men Don't Talk. It was part of the healing after his divorce. And in the very beginning of the book, Married Men Don't Talk, right after the acknowledgments, there's a dedication page that's dedicated to Tony's two daughters, Latoya and Antonia, and to all of the children that are a product of a failed marriage. But I digress. The question is, do y'all think that these young men are damaged goods? Do you think they're damaged goods? I mean, they're, they're they're of age now. You know, they're no longer teenagers. They okay. are one hundred damaged goods. They're one hundred percent damaged goods. But mm. but when you say nah, that, you have I to say you that. have you have to say how damaged. Um, mm-hmm. You're ready to write a book. You're ready to tell all. You're ready to put yourself out there. It's it's all the same pattern in this yeah. this country in this world itself. You always write a book, you get paid, and it's mm-hmm. fine. Now, he, he, here's the situation. Here's the problem. <clears throat> no one really knows the, the building blocks of this. See, because the first boy is going to tell somebody, and he's going to tell it in the way of 
as usual how you going how you can get paid. You know, you look at the Michael Jackson situation. You know, it's like once that first one came out, there were people out there willing to put their children up for mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. And then when he passed away, they came all back and said, said you know, my mama told me to do it. I, he didn't molest me at all. You know, <laughs> and, and and all this about him, I don't, I don't even want my children in my bed. Take my children. I don't want them in my bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like most of the time, go somewhere. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> I have to agree with you because, you know, my daughter's at the age where she has her little friends come over in the house. And uh, I tell my wife is that you can't leave me in a room alone with these girls. Mm-hmm. So, so like if, if you know, go get the pizza. We gonna have pizza tonight. All right, I'll go get the pizza. You stay here with the girls. You know what I mean, Quentin? Let's go. Me and my boy. We we. I'm I'm getting him out of the picture because. Though it may not be anything of it, it's just the fact that one small situation, one small thing, they slum a party, you open the door and see something, and the next thing you know, you got problems on your hands. Once you're accused, it's always going to be there, even if you're cleared. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. So I would never, you know, when we had those girls, I was like, and, I mean, other fathers who have daughters probably have done the same thing. It's just that I would never be in a room alone with Mm-hmm. And let me let uh, I guess three clips of Jamal back to the damaged goods part. Uh, let Jamal talk to y'all. Three clips. I really, I really want y'all to see it. When y'all look at a sexual abuse victim, look at them in their eyes and ask me if you still see the same person that you saw two, three years ago. They're not the same. They don't think the same. They don't love the same. They don't love the same. I don't trust nobody. I will not trust anybody. I'm going to have to go through a lot of therapy sessions. I know I will. That's clip number one, fellas. Clip number two. This is still Jamal. You put it there. Point blank period. So I still want my pain to stop. I, I would love to. I gotta keep going back to my therapy because it's just, it's just ridiculous. It really is, but it's just not enough anymore. Like I thought I could cover the pain up. I thought I could move, start over, and anything would go away. I was terribly wrong because I'm still bringing the same demons and nightmares. So now I'm living a lifestyle that's meant to crash, and I know it's supposed to crash. Final clip, fellas. Hello? Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Like me, and we there for each other, man. It's like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm angry anymore at the abuse. I think I'm more so angry at what I lost from it. Aside from my family and my home, my dogs, and the woman of my life at that time, I lost something more important. That was myself and my dad, because my dad was me. We all think about that as they talk about how the abuse 
Them. I don't know, man. I don't know. They seem to to yeah. I don't know about that one. To... I have to agree. I mean, put put. What if your daughter was raped? How many people we talked about where women are raped and it's affected their marriage because because of something that happened when they were young? It goes back again and saying, all right, he's a dude. He should be able to man up after a while. Well, we're talking something that's been, you know, you've been molested. You've been, that is a mental thing. I don't care how much money you have. I mean, if your wife was great, it's ridiculous. You're going to have a bad marriage when it comes to sex. I understand that. I, I understand that. But that's the same guy. That said that they didn't have sex. That's right. But he talked about those the bad memories. Wouldn't you have bad <laughs> memories after the first time? <laughs> now, now, so now, now once story, you go to France, now, you forget all about what happened and where about. <laughs> but look, how, how does how does talking about it in the media and writing a book drawing more attention to the situation help you heal? It can't. Well, it can't. I think the, the problem is, is that they're always going to be there. People asking you, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, is what what happened was, is he got he got confused when they brought all this money and threw it in his face. Okay, but just like we said earlier, the money still is not getting over the pain. The but money will pain? still never get over. His pain is that he was molested as a kid. Molestation does not have to be sexual intercourse. Say teenager. Say teenager. A lot I mean, of teenagers get on is. drugs. Let's call it what it is. How many people also, on drugs because they were sexually abused? But listen, he How also many said, sexually abused other men and kids listen to because all. they were sexually abused? You didn't listen to all that he said. He also said that he lost the woman of his life. Did you hear that part? Yeah. That was okay, because he, it affected her more than it, than than it affected him. I don't think he pushed her out. I think she just, because of the whole idea, she rolled out, if anything. Yeah. But it goes back to just like I said, if it was a woman and she was raped, how does that marriage, that marriage is not going to last. You're it, right. It doesn't matter. You. It but doesn't she was matter raped. if it was just but, this boy but do or you know whatever. Why? We're talking but, about the molestation of a person. But do you, you, know got, you can't kind of put this one person into this little box. This hold is on, a huge man. issue. Hold on. No, man, hold on. You said a woman was raped. See, we keep going around. We keep dancing around it and mixing these things together. If a woman was raped or if a woman was fondled, which would be more damaging? Fondled? It's the same. It's not the same. Well... Well, when you, you mean say, touching a, a, a six-year-old girl is 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 not the same as sexual intercourse, huh? You said fondling, so fondling a six-year-old girl. And the reason why I say this is because you, now you're saying that the boys got raped, but the man said they never had sex. But they never had sex. What happened? And he's not saying. There's, there's a lot of things that men do, and and the only reason why I know this is just happily I've been reading these things and then what and and reading these stories of men who are in mental institutions who have lost it and will never get their life back. 
and you just don't know how big it is because we don't see it every day. But Fonlins, this guy could have had them just standing naked in front of him. He played with himself. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that he could have touched them and 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 and, and played with himself, and that could affect a kid's life. Traumatize a kid by somebody okay. doing that. The man's got a wife and four kids. He ain't a virgin. He ain't new to sex. Why not have sex? Why because that's him? not what he wanted. See, that's the whole impact of the disease of a pedophile. Pedophiles don't have sex with kids all the time. Dude, we looked at that. We all have seen that undercover show where them dudes come to the house and they know they was talking to a, a, a 12 catch a predator, girl, catch a predator, and they all had condoms in their pocket. Every last one of them had condoms. They were like, well, yeah. I'm coming here to check up on them, so why you got condoms? <laughs> I'm here to make some cookies. But, I mean, how many times have you seen in the news where these guys are just, they just like taking pictures of kids? These predators, they they take pictures of kids. They put they like child pornography. See, you got to look at the bigger issue. It's not just sex when it comes to your children. I understand you that. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? These kids but, get destroyed because you got this man who's telling them that it's okay. Now, how are you going to tell? And it then affects how when they have kids. All this stuff comes back. Now how are they going to raise their kids? Yeah, are they going to allow their kids to do anything? See, you're not just talking about the one thing. You're talking about the afterlife, all the things that's going to happen when a yeah. kid gets touched or fondled. You know right then and there, if you got touched or fondled when you were a kid, then right when you had your first kid, you, you dare somebody just to get close to your kid. Yeah, let's talk about Because it's a picture. mental thing. It's the bigger picture that y'all not What are these at? four boys doing now, or young men? What are they doing now? Any foundations, any... Uh... Not, to, not to my knowledge, no. They're writing a book. They're writing a book. They're getting paid. So, hey, is the book to help? That's what they said it was. Is the book to prevent? Or That's just tell my story? Because I wouldn't want to write a book to tell my story if if it's not going... To help prevent, no. because if I went through it, I'm going to be able to say, you need to look out for A, B, or C. Yeah, yeah. And just and like you said, you said that you would want blood, right? So listen, so listen, what would a book do? Book is exposure. It's going to expose this man. They said, okay, we know that we have a silence, whatever, but we are going to negate that, and we're going to write this book anyway because we want to expose this man. So why'd you take the money? Don't take the money and expose him to the fullest from the beginning. Don't take the money and then try to expose him after the fact. Because it goes back to the, it goes back to not only, it goes back to how he was, he he had him at the beginning. He gave him everything. Shut up. Everybody. Everybody He crazy for for giving him the money if he's so-called innocent. And they crazy for taking the money if they should be going after blood. Because once you get, yeah, but you got to remember, it's just like the guys right now. Um, Look at how many, if you watch the news, there's been a couple of uh, witnesses that have backed out of the the 
the Penn State case because they could not use a fake name. The judge says they have to bring out their whole name in their story. And they backed out because it affects their jobs. It affects some of these guys, the superstars that play football in the league. No. Okay, okay. Let me ask you a question. I'm just going to ask you one question. I'm just saying it affects you. I understand that. But let me ask you a question on a whole other topic. Do you think Tiger Woods had sex with every woman that came forward? Man, you're going to get a different so. answer on that. He's a fool if he did. I don't think so. <laughs> you're a fool if he did. <laughs> <laughs> if he did. <laughs> yeah, but listen. Maybe just now, him. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, I've, so, I've, seen, so, I've been around athletes. I've been around these things. It's a quick nut. Nah, man, but you just said Michael Jackson. When he died, people came back and said, no, my mother made me say that so we can get a paycheck. But, That's right. But so it's was, not was, all true. It's not all true. I don't think he had sex, but, I mean, once you put yourself in that predicament, it's the point of he put himself in the predicament of being around Michael Jackson. He put himself in the yeah. predicament by being around kids. Yes. Without yes. the parents of them. Yes. And, and the guess parents what? say, come over Bishop. to my land. I got this big zoo and I got this thing. Let's have fun. Listen, and Bishop Long did the same thing with his foundation, and you do the same thing with your camping trip. Right. You put yourself in the same why, situation he did. So you're yeah. a walk, too. Don't do that. But that's man. what I say. I mean, see, first, that's, that's why I, I told you I was you so scared. Man, take some other people on the trip with you next time. Yeah, people say anything, yeah. man. Yeah, let me right. let me move this along, fellas. Let me move this along, fellas. I got a little, I got got a little off track here, but on February 16th, we're, I've got something else other than Bishop Long. This is not the Bishop Long show. Trust me. On February 16th of this year, the divorce petition filed by Vanessa was dismissed without prejudice. According to DeKalb County Court filings, one of the bishop's lawyers confirmed that Vanessa had asked the divorce petition to be dismissed, but he declined to say if the Longs were reunited. Vanessa's lawyers declined to comment on the matter, and Bishop Long actually returned to the pulpit this past New Year's Eve. Question. So if Bishop Long happens to be be either partially or completely gay, does this eliminate the impact that he's had on the lives of millions of people? Should we love and respect him any less? I couldn't follow him anymore. I couldn't let him leave me. Hmm? I couldn't sit in front of him. I'd forgive him. I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but... Um, you already pulled the pulled the wool over my head, my eyes. You know, Nance Nine. I mean, he 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 has a congregation that's gonna stick with him, but some of them are gonna slowly go away. Did he write his wife a check not to divorce him? <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. That's what politicians do. You know, that's what Kobe did. Wearing four million dollar ring. Hey, hey, I, I didn't mean to keep keep doing. Right, yeah. and you talk about the, you know um, new births attendance. You know, uh, their attendance <laughs> did decrease, of course. And uh, Bishop Long actually launched a new campaign called Rise Up and Serve, 
and members are being asked to donate two and a half hours per month of community service throughout the end of this year. Win two souls per month to Christ and invite two people per month to church. And in March of this year, official news reports show that New Birth was forced to lay off employees and cut staff salaries by 10%. But an official statement said New Birth and its faith community have been impacted by the nationwide downturn in the economy. Mm. Um, no, what it is is just like with Penn State. You go, you, you can't go into somebody's house recruiting for their their son to play for you. That's <laughs> always going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I want to play another clip for you, moving this thing along. Um, this is another clip, uh, 30 seconds, fellas. Long is leader not just of an African-American megachurch with 25,000 members, but a major opponent of same-sex marriage and homosexuality. Here's some of what he's preached in the past about gays and lesbians. And the problem today, and the reason why society is like it is, is because men are being feminized and women are becoming masculine. And everybody knows it's dangerous to enter and exit. You cannot say, I was born this way. I don't care what scientists say. You can be converted. You were not born that way. Let me pray with you. Let me tell you, don't you be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. For the, well, I don't know what I am. Johnny, take your clothes down, and I'll show you who you are. As long as gay, why do y'all think he would go out of his way to actively position himself as an anti-gay pastor? But did you hear the ending of that? Did you hear the ending of that? Why are we wasting time on Eddie Long? <laughs> Trust me, it's a, I'm almost done, brother. It's right a method now. to my madness. You know me. This this has been the most pointless call. <laughs> Eddie Long, Ed, Ed no. Long is a pedophile, <laughs> and he's crazy. Wait a minute. Why? what he just said, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. He ended that with... Pull Let me pull your, your pants down. down in front of me, and I will show you who you are. Why? Why? And what are you talking think? about this thing? Who can mend that? Nobody can yeah. mend that. But my question is, why didn't Bishop Long, we're getting to the good part now, Ike. Why didn't Bishop Long just find other grown men that were gay or living on the down low instead of targeting teenage boys. I mean, we know that there's plenty of grown men in ACL on the down low. Who, who says that he has? You're right. And 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 shouldn't it be more than four though? See, those grown men probably have stuff that would seriously but, lose because they're probably but married men. One the, came out, but he didn't. Um, he didn't suit. There are probably married men in the congregation, men in the community, whatever, that have wives and, uh, you know, offices and maybe in politics or whatnot, and they kept their mouth closed. Man, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 me, let me give you this this little caveat. I live in the state of Maryland, and, and outside of Baltimore City is Baltimore County, the largest county in, in the state. Uh, five months ago, the Baltimore County uh, Council approved a bill that, now listen to me good, that because there was, uh, and this stemmed from a transsexual being uh, uh, attacked, uh, 
Um, say for instance, uh, your pedophile, your rapist, your per- you're just a peeping tom. If you uh put on a dress, or if you even announce that you you know I I I think I'm the other sex, you can actually go as as a man, you can go in the woman's bathroom now in this, in, in Baltimore County. So. It means that when I go out with my girlfriend, I have to camp my ass. Oops, excuse me. I have to stand outside the woman's bathroom. Mm-hmm. See, because now you're saying you catch a guy and all he has to do is say, "Hey, look, um, I, I'm a, I see myself as a woman." I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't now. You, as a man, what do you do if you got a daughter? Where can you take her? You can't go in there with her. You don't know who's in there. You can't take in the men. When I was little, my mother used to take me in the woman's bathroom with her. I'd go to the bathroom. Now, I didn't know, you know, what it was all about. You know, the women, oh, he's cutie, but now it's totally different. You know, if 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 a woman walks in there, all then you're telling me all a man has to do is say, hey, look, I see myself as a woman. And that's okay. It ain't okay, man. It's not. But they passed this crap. Yeah, and this is where we're going, fellas. Um, <laughs> um, is all of this download stuff just a black thing? Nope. No. 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 No, 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 no. Too big. No, yeah. No. We just flaunt it more. Flaunt it more. Yeah, these these guys, man, they they got these secret codes and, and all types of stuff, man. It's stated that the black community is 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 is, is totally against homosexuality, <laughs> and you know, and so they they direct the download to to the black community because it's like these guys don't well they don't proceed. See the whites or whatever they they flaunt it out. Yeah, let me flip you know. it around. Let me, let me flip it around. Let me flip this whole thing around. And we're done with. Thank you, Ike, for being patient. This is where we're moving along here. Let me flip this thing around. Here's another clip, fellas. Starting in 2001, I covered Haggard's meteoric rise from pastor of the 12,000 member New Life Church to head of the 30 million member National Association of Evangelicals. But he was brought low in spectacular fashion in 2006 when a male prostitute accused him of paying for sex and crystal meth. It was not an emotional relationship in any way. It was strictly um, for sex. After what has been essentially a two-year media blackout, Haggard is now putting himself back in the spotlight. You were preaching loudly and strenuously that homosexuality is a sin. A big theme in your preaching was don't have secrets in your life. Yes. So is it fair to describe you as a hypocrite and yes. a liar? Yes, it is. Um, it, and the reason I would teach that is that was reflective of my struggle. Do you think you owe gay people an apology? Absolutely. And I do apologize. It, all the pain, all the rejection, all the hurt I caused those men and women, gay and lesbians. I'm deeply sorry for the attitude that I had. But I think I was partially so vehement because 
because of my own war. After two years of psychotherapy, Haggard now says he's finally figured out his own sexuality. Now I'm settled in the fact that I am a heterosexual but with issues. And so I don't fit into a neat little box. Do you still think it's a sin to be gay? For me. For you, I, if either it's a sin or it's not, right? For me. For me it is. With my belief system, I believe that I need to be faithful to my wife. I need to be honorable to her. And I can be now. It's not a struggle at all now. Do you think your religion is forcing you to suppress a fundamental part of who you are? It did. No so question about it. Is it now? Well, Why not just live as a, as a gay man? Because I love my wife. I love my intimate relationship with my wife. I don't, I'm not gay. Can you hear people watching this, though, and thinking to themselves, this guy is just not being honest with himself. Sure, but everybody has their own journey, and people can judge me. I think it's fair that they judge me and that they think <laughs> that I'm not being real with myself. Hag- yes, uh, Evangelical Pastor Ted Haggard, former president of the National Association of Evangelicals and former pastor of New Life Church. Um, and He's also on Celebrity Wife Swap. Yes, exactly. And and Haggard, just like uh, Bishop Long, also preached against homosexuality. And here's a quick clip, ten seconds, fellas, of what he has said about homosexuality. We've decided the Bible is the word of God. We don't have to have a general assembly about what we believe. It's written in the Bible. All right? So we don't have to debate about what we should think about homosexual activity. It's written in the Bible. Now, controversy first erupted in November 2006 when a former male prostitute named Mike Jones said that Haggard had paid him for sex over a three-year period and had used methamphetamine in his presence. Haggard initially admitted that he just received a massage from Mike but denied actually having sex with him. Haggard also said that he bought methamphetamine but threw it away instead of using it. The assertions received widespread news coverage and sparked charges of hypocrisy, particularly because Haggard had condemned homosexual sex. In a settlement, the church and Haggard agreed that he would retain his six-figure salary for one year, leave the Colorado Springs area, receive counseling, and not to speak publicly about what had happened for one year. Asked whether he considers himself bisexual or gay, Haggard said that different therapists have described him in different ways. The first therapist said that he's a heterosexual with homosexual attachments. Another therapist described him as a heterosexual with complications. Haggard said he has at least another year of therapy ahead of him. And Haggard said, and I quote, I think I'm still deeply wounded and scarred and somewhat confused. I still have thoughts from time to time about other men, but not compelling thoughts, end quote. So what are y'all what are y'all's thoughts on uh Mr. Haggard? He's bisexual. Bisexual. Mm-hmm. Also he was very tactful in what he said. He did not bash gay. He just said it's in the Bible. Mm. It's in the Bible. You know, he didn't say pull your pants down in front of you. Well homosexuality is in the Bible. He didn't lie. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not in the, in the Bible, but what I'm saying is is the the two different approaches. Mm-hmm. See, he's making his sound like it's it's 
in a struggle with him. You know, the demon is is so. You're not telling. Look, I'm telling you right now. He tapping something on the side. Because his wife is understandable because, you, you know, it's like wants to keep keep the, the, the family together and, you know, and, and all this. But he just basically is bisexual. And now that, that everything is, you know what's funny? In this country, as much as sex is flaunted, TV, radio, videos, everything else, it's the thing that is held against people more than anything else. Mm. What's that? Sex. The president, but everybody in D.C. got a mistress. You know, what, you was pissed because what he got under the table in the White House? That's been going on for decades, for centuries. Mm-hmm. But they flaunt it in every media in the clothes you wear. You know, my friend of mine was 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 talking about how going out to buy his daughter's clothes, the kind of clothes they have now. You you know, it's like <laughs> she's not wearing that. You know, and his wife saying, "What's well, the fashion?" Yeah, it's the fashion, but it's not her fashion. You know, because it's cut here or it's low cut there. And, you know, you look at these toddlers and tiaras, I mean, pedophiles are making that number one. It has to be. I mean, what 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 sane man is going to sit up and watch that show? But I'm sure they know the demographics is what it is, and they're not saying. Why is that on? It's... It's just like it's just like they talk about images of 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 children, yet they still show that image of that 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 uh, Vietnamese girl from 1971 running down the street. Ah, ah, ah! I think he's standing at the door. Go ahead, bro. You know they still show that every year or every other year. You know, you know what I think is interesting is the fact that both the churches you got one name rebirth and one name renewal yeah. or new life, new birth and new life. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, and they both doing the same thing. So what's that life and that rebirth supposed to be about? So you, you jump, you jump on the head, you jump on the head. making it a whole lot easier for the, the yeah. ones to follow. Mhm. Yeah, you jump on the head, but let me let uh let me let Mr. Haggard continue here the plot. Dead. And all the publicity for this new documentary has created a backlash, provoking a new accuser named Grant Haas to come forward. He's angry, he says, that the film appears to be sympathetic. I, I'm shocked. I couldn't move. Like, I just I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. I'm like, this is really happening. This is a young man who had been kicked out of Bible school, and he came to you and told you about right. his struggles with homosexuality. Yes. And he says you completely violated that trust, that, in fact, you got into bed with him one night and and masturbated. Yes. Um, is that true? That is true. We never had any sexual contact, but I violated 
that relationship, well, and it was an inappropriate relationship. It sounds abusive. It was. New accuser. Thoughts on that, fellas? It goes back to what I was saying earlier, that, no, they don't have to have sex, but it's those 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 other things that happen that can still affect another man. Since this man jump in the bed with a man and just start beating up. <laughs> Come on, man. That's traumatizing. Yeah. Now, listen, listen, Peter. Now, Haggard's wife, Gail, said that she and Ted had a great sexual relationship throughout their marriage. And Ted said that he initially urged his wife, Gail, to leave him, but she refused. Now, what do y'all think about that? Ted told us that you need to leave me, and she stayed. What are your thoughts on that, fellas? It's cold in Colorado. <laughs> you better have, a, have a, better have a warm place. <laughs> your husband bringing in, I mean, what's her line of work? What does she do? She's basically, you know... Uh, First lady, just a, you know, just you the know. mother of the church, right? Like yeah, the other one. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going. See, you know, it, it, it took a while, but this is where we're going. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Gail speak to you. This is how Gail felt. It all. Haggard's wife, Gail, and their five children, including eldest Christy, have stuck by him. Gail says she knew her husband struggled with same-sex attraction, but she had no idea how yes, much. And it felt like the rug got pulled out from under me. I was so shocked. I just, I looked at him and I said, who are you? I understand why you would want to stay with somebody who you love and, 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 and keep the family together. But do you do you think he's living an honest life now, that he's true to who he genuinely is? I do believe that he has chosen for himself what he wants to do. In the midst of this, he could have chosen otherwise. I mean, this, this would have been the time when he could have said, this is who I am, this is what I want to do. But he said... No, I love you, I love our family, and we need to move forward as a family. Can you hear people in the back of your mind watching this and, and saying, maybe she's being a little naive? I Yes, and actually people don't just, in the back of their consciences, accuse me of being a little naive or being codependent. And I think we have to have the freedom to be able to make choices about our lives. And just as my husband has made choices, I've made choices. Thoughts on Gail, fellas? Good woman, bad woman, great woman, so-so woman? What do y'all think about Gail? Come on, man. You know she got it instead of when she get off that thing, she says, you know, I'm going to make your life as miserable as she can ever can. I'm going to be cool in public, but you can best believe his life is not happy at all behind them closed doors. I don't care what. No mindset. Well, listen, Hagger said, and I quote, I felt like God's plan. I felt like God's plan was for sexuality to be in a monogamous heterosexual marriage. I wanted that, but at the same time, I had these other things going on. But today, I'm 100% satisfied with my relationship with my wife, and I have no compelling things in my life towards others, end quote. But in June of 2008, when the conditions of the severance package expired, Haggard and his family moved back to Colorado Springs, and in November 2009, flanked by his wife, Ted announced that he was starting a new church called St. James. Yeah, called St. James in the same town he had left in humiliation in 2006. He said this church will be for people like himself, 
a church new for life. sinners. Yeah, new life, a church for sinners, for people who have hit rock bottom, and for people who want to help people who have hit rock bottom. And that month in November 2009, they held two prayer meetings at their home in Colorado Springs that drew more than 100 people to their living room each time. And subsequent assemblies were held in the barn on their property. But this is similar to how they started New Life Church over 30 years ago. And that home church actually grew into a mega church with a membership of around 14,000. Question, fellas. So if you lived in Colorado Springs, would you attend Haggard's New Church, St. James? No. No? Why not? He's not my kind of <laughs> <laughs> I, agree. Your kind of guy? I agree the idea. Actually he should that that should have been first. You know, he's willing to accept sinners. Before you weren't willing to accept sinners? Mm. You know, it was like you, you, you come to church as you are. If a sinner's willing to come to church, you accept them. Now it was he accepting sinners with a price. I mean they're making religion. Actually, you know what? If if you want to get biblical, the devil is 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 making religion something that people don't want to come to, which feeds his congregation. You know, um, false prophets. You know, that's what that is. I mean, priests have been doing it, they've been moved around, money's been paid, you know, and and it's always going to be that way. But what it's doing is it's making people not look to to religion as, you know, as, as, as their belief, you know, they're willing to, to, Put yourself into earthly things, which is what sex, fornication. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a statement made that when you when you drink your, you know, the alcohol allows the devil to uh, use you. You know, because you're you're what your will is down. When you get drunk. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's right. when most things happen, you know, when people do what they do, unless you're just pure evil. That's why the Bible says don't get drunk, pretty much. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But listen, listen, I don't want to cut you off, man, but this is this is what I've been waiting to hear all night, and 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 you just said it, whether you realize it or not. Um, we talk about churches, we talk about the pastors, we talk about the 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 um, priest or whatever you want to I'll call it. Uh, these men are under attack. A man of God stays under attack. What happened to Long did a drive-by. That whole incident just did a drive-by. And I'm not even going to say the black church, but the Christian church. Because people now that were on the fence of getting saved and going back to church or trying to get a foundation are saying, nah, I ain't, now I really ain't going. Who wins? Mm. Who wins? The devil wins. Nobody. Everybody loses. You see what I'm saying? The devil wins. Yeah. See, when that happens, when this man, and see, we 
say, okay, yeah, he did it, he slept with those kids, he did this, whatever the case may be, he, he molested them, whatever. But we never stop to think about why is the church still behind this man? Because they understand, it's not that they're stupid, but they understand the attack that this man is under. And I'm not making excuses for what he's done, but I do know that we all, regular people on this call, deal with attacks every day in our normal life. Right. And it may not be homosexual attacks, but the attacks are whatever is your 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 um um your, your vice. case. Your vice. Thank you. Whatever yeah. it is, that's where it's coming. If you're not a crackhead, he ain't gonna entice you with crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna happen. But if you're mm-hmm. an alcoholic, yeah, he's gonna send some alcohol your way. If you like um nice Hawaiian women, guess what? You got a couple of Hawaiian women coming at you tomorrow. I'm just trying to tell you that's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. And Long's issue may have been back in the day he may have struggled with a little homosexuality. Mm. And maybe he had overcome it, and now he's trying to be, be a, a man of God and do the right thing, and then guess what comes back to knock on his door? An mm. invitation to more homosexuality. And guess I what think what makes it now? difficult for people particularly that are, you know, are trying to really focus on their faith or, or want to be religious or follow a, a faith is the fact that you know, these individuals that are struggling put themselves in the, and they immerse themselves so deeply in positions that would have them supposedly not be there that is devastating. Exactly. The impact is so devastating when it happens. Because, yeah, he might have dabbled in it or had these feelings or whatever, these tendencies. And what was it? Uh, Haggerty said, you know, he always thought the things and blah, 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 blah. So then you choose to go to the extreme of getting into ministry and leading people? You know, that's just like if you're a serial killer and you become a doctor. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and, and well, I mean, you 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 jacked a ripper. You know what I mean? Because you know how to use a scalpel and do all this stuff, and people do that. Yep. But that's the part that I think is devastating is when you find out these individuals or when somebody, like, uh, like when, the, um, oh, goodness, when they had the sniper. Yeah. What was devastating about that is like, oh man, when they did the backstory and found out this black dude in the military, he actually has a training. What, like, what happened? Yeah, mm. happened. For, you're supposed to be protected and serving. Now you out there just shoot people at the gas station. Well, what it turned out was he was just trying to set up a yeah a scenario to snipe his wife out. So it looks like it was just a random. She was just a random uh, victim of yeah. victim. Yeah. Victim. Yeah. victim. You know, so you. Have but, individuals that are dealing with some type of demon. Right. And they take and on a position that's so prominent in leadership of leading people that it becomes devastating. Yeah, you're right. We all fighting our demons. We all have certain things that genetically we're probably prone to whether we realize it or not. You know, I mean, you some people just need to smoke cigarettes. You yep. know, it, 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 cigarettes aren't for everybody. But the fact is, is that, you know, if I were to try to smoke a cigarette, I'd probably I'd cough a couple times first and be like, nah, that's not for me, because that's yeah. not my vice. That's not your vice. Right? That's not it. Yeah. Well, they say that the devil uh, uh, taunts you with what is, is basically what looks good to you. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. he's going he's gonna to give you what, what you like. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and first you have to look in yourself. I have I I have no malice against Long or Haggard. You you know, everybody's falling. Mhm. Mhm. You know. Yeah, and now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Yep. You, you you know, and my my thing is this: from now on, what are you going to do? 
Exactly. And someone made the comment earlier that the boys are damaged goods. If those boys are damaged goods, then most of us on this phone are damaged goods. Everybody's damaged, man. Everybody's damaged. I mean, we all have problems. We have all have had problems in some type of way. And we've done Even things that we are ashamed of. Most that's right. right. Yeah, Just like they had. And, and T-Hawk talked about, you know, um, you know, doing a drive-by, and, you know, we talked about the sniper. But this is what Jamal had to say. 30 seconds, fellas. Anybody's faith, you do with what you feel. If you want to worship in the church, worship in the church. If you want to worship in the, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. For me and for mine, I don't trust y'all. For what? All, y'all judged us for telling the truth. This is what parents teach their two-year-old kids. Tell the truth. Don't lie. If something happens, come out. We'll cover you or protect you. We're your family. It takes a village to raise a child, but guess what? Where was our village? So why the hell am I going to trust y'all for anything? I don't. Mm. And that's a drive-by on the church. He didn't do his part. He didn't no. do his part. No. He didn't go to anybody. It was good to him. Whatever whatever was being promised, whatever was being presented, uh, Andrew says it all the time on these calls. The devil will give you his best up front. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a crack hit. If you know anybody that smoked crack, there's never a hit that's better than the first hit. You spend the rest of your life chasing that first hit. You can't you can't you can't duplicate it. Let let, let me bear my soul again. Okay. When all that first started, I used to smoke. Right. I used to I used to sit up and smoke it, and I had friends to sit up and smoke it. And two things about me was this: one, I didn't have an addictive personality. You know, um, I was basically doing it because it was the new thing. You know, um, I had friends who lost everything, including their life, from smoking this shit. Oh, excuse me again. I had a friend die on my birthday. On my birthday. It was stated that he had so much cocaine in his system, it was more cocaine in his system than blood. Wow. Wow. He was dead three days before he actually died. He was laying there dying. Dying. That changed me, you know, and I could easily put it down. In other words, I didn't give drugs respect. I've had drugs taken from me. I've, and, and when I say taken, I mean I'll leave it out and somebody walk out with it and somebody say, hey, man, ain't no big thing because I'm not going to give it that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to dispute that first one because the first time I did it, it, it didn't even get me high, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm better, super, whatever, because I did almost every drug there was except heroin. I would not I would mm-hmm. not do that, and that was because I was scared of needles, so I wasn't going to shoot myself with anything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But but I, I I try not to judge other people, but I also know stupidity, and we're being led down the, the road to hell 
every day because we put our trust in everything but God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, like I said earlier, I hope Mr. Long and Mr. Haggett, if 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 they can save one soul, does that save them? I don't know. You know, yeah. we're all going to answer for whatever we we've done. That's you know, right. but the but the thing is, is the young man that's talking. I'm worried about him because to me he sounds like he's the next one because he's mm. too calculating. He speaks too too calculating. Mm-hmm. You know, and he speaks in a position where he can use this as an excuse later. Mm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, brother. And, you know, you talked about, you know, drugs. And um, I want to climb another 10,000 feet here, um, you know, on this show tonight. And um looks like we do have an announcement. Um, May I have your attention, please? This is your flight attendant speaking. We're about to experience a little turbulence. Because doing drugs, you can wind up in jail. And um, listen to this story, fellas. But when Lockup visited Kentucky State Penitentiary, we met Lee Johnson, a longtime inmate who practices a very different kind of homosexuality. Well, we have sexual desires, right? So you got a bunch of men locked up in one place. All of them get on. All of them horny, all of them got sexual desires, so what are they going to do? You won't let them have one. They're going to have each other. Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. And it's that simple. <laughs> the most uh, memorable story that the police told us was about the place and importance that booty has in a maximum security penitentiary. And he went on about it and on about it. In his prison, booty. Booty was uh, more important than booty. A man's butt. It was more important. <laughs> it was more booty having some booty. Was more important than drinking water. Johnson went on to tell our crew how he used to satisfy his sexual desires, especially during the 1970s and 80s, when he was most active and prison security was more lax. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, come on. I don't tell you what, uh, I like you, and I want you. And uh, so we can do it the easy way or the whole way. So the charge is And it was always yet. And that was Reginald Johnson, a.k.a. the Booty Warrior. Um, <laughs> yeah, from, from, from uh, which was from Lock Boom Up. From Lock Up. Boom Dot. <laughs> yeah. So what about prison, fellas? Can a guy be completely straight when he goes in, but, but after getting his salad tossed and get that banana in the tailpipe, can that turn him out? Not all. But that's why you get some of these down low, brother. I think. Now, 
only reason why I say that is because majority of, of all prisons, 85% of them now have African-Americans in them. And when they come out, they've been in there for five years. Some of them enjoy it, and they end up being down low because they don't want nobody to know that they got messed up in prison. But they still got to have that feel. That I'm just thinking. I don't. I'm not for sure if that's the case. But it's just right. like what the, the sagging pants. Now later he explained that the further down you wore your pants, the more available you were. You know. Yet yeah. that was the biggest fad for the longest time. I had then almost put my foot in my younger son hind parts about that. You know. And I told him. I said, Look, <laughs> you need to stop doing that. You need to yeah, pull your pants up. Oh, that's what they're doing out there. Look, <laughs> just because that's what they're wearing don't mean you do it. Yeah, and he talks about it, brother. He talks yeah, about he it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, here it is. I here have it to is. truly say, I've, I've laughed at that one yeah. part he says. I'll play it for the rest of the brothers. It's only 30 seconds, fellas. Johnson also had a warning for the new generation of inmates. They might be asking for trouble from old-timers. You know, they got this thing where they say they paint Other or that she's sexting you the, the pee shots. 
I mean, is it possible to maintain an, an emotional affair and your lady not even know it? Mm. Uh, well, now you're going somewhere. Yeah, now I'm going somewhere. <laughs> uh, now you're going somewhere. To speak speak for myself, um, I, I pride myself on on being uh, monogamous mm-hmm. when I'm in a relationship, and I tell everybody I'm in a relationship with, you, you know. Um, before I do that, I'm getting ready. Mm. You know, because I don't need it's it's too much complication. You're trying to you're trying to please too many people. Plus, you're putting yourself in bad situations. You know, but with Facebook and and, and Twitter and all this, and a lot of people getting 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 hung up on. Um, but the only way you get to that point, a lot of time, is through uh, trial and error. Unfortunately, to realize that it's too much work, it's too many people to feed. It's I got to have this cell phone and that cell phone, and I got to answer this call at this time in this place, but not here. Sometimes it's through. Unfortunately, it's through trial and error. It, it, here's where I have a problem. I was in barbershop one time, and conversation came up, and the question was, um, if you found out your girl cheated, what would you do? Now, obviously, uh, let's be true. If you think somebody else is doing your girl, that's going to hurt you. You can lie all you want. You're going to be pissed. You're going to want to choke her. You're going to want to choke him. Everything else. But you out there, because the young boy sitting in the chair next to me, he out there doing his thing, you know, uh, 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 and it's fine. You know, it's fine for me to do it. As soon as that question came up, oh, no, oh, no, she know better than that. Oh, no. You know, it's like, well, what makes you any better? If you're going to do it, what makes you, you should be man enough to take it back. You should be man enough to have it flipped on you. Yeah, let me flip that around, brother. Thank you for bringing that up because, when I know PP would like this. Can women be on the down low, too? And meaning, you know, she has her liquor license. Do it well. Do it well. Yeah, they just better at it than us. Right, because, see, we don't mind, you know, she hanging out with a girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I have to I have to tell you this. I've had experience in that girl that I was totally in love with, you know, in college. You know, she had that tendency, you know. Mm. I, I, I overlooked it, you, you know. I overlooked it. But as time went on and and we had broke up and nine years, eight, 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 nine years between, and I'm still twisted up, you know, and we got back together and we moved in together and, you know, coming across some letters and reading some things and all, and it was like just too much for me to deal with. You know, I, I, I didn't want to live like that. I cannot see myself. For one thing, I'm selfish. Okay, <laughs> I'm a selfish oh, man. We all. So, you know, I, I'm not any woman. What you bring a woman home is the same situation with me. No, I can't have that. You know, because I I I even tell tell and I've told them all. You know, it burns on the same. You know, both ends of the candle. You, you know, if I cheat on you and you let me go with it, that's on you. I'm not gonna let you go. I'm willing to put my head on on the chopping block 
but you take your slant. But if you say, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give you a pass on this. Don't do this again, blah blah blah. If you do it, then yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm not gonna keep doing it and then act like I'm innocent. You know, because you had your chance to end this relationship. Now, brother, let me ask you this: Do you think that that women who are on the down low, do you consider them to be bisexual or gay? It's more experimenting now because they flip back and forth. I would say, let me give you an example. Um, Margaret Cho, the comedian. Yes. Her story is bizarre. She's married to a man. She'll screw anything she comes across. She's in a relationship with a guy, but she's not. In other words, she says, I can only do one relationship at a time. Whether it's with my husband, then I'm not cheating on him because I'm with him. But if I'm with somebody else, then I don't be with my husband. He's with another woman, you know. Mm -hmm. So she classifies herself as a pansexual. I don't know what that is. I'm 51 years old. (laughs) I can't keep up with all this. You know. Will and Jada? No, no, no. no. I said Will and Jada. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But, I mean, it, 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 a few years ago, it was stated, um, I guess somebody called themselves calling out people, and they was calling out people, uh, Buster Rhymes and, uh, and and different people about um, what they were doing. And, and it was stated that it wasn't a sexual thing, it was more of a power thing. And I guess you get to a point where you can get anything you want at a drop of a dime or pick up of a phone. I guess you get bored and you want something different. But I digress. I don't, I don't know what to say it is. You know, bi- bisexual, um, I think I more think women is more accepted. What do y'all say, fellas? Is a woman who's... Uh, on the day, on the down low, guest ten says she's a super freak. <laughs> Most men but, wouldn't mind that though. Most men would be not to toot my own horn. I, I had a threesome one time with with two two women, and you know, it was like I have a little freaky side anyway. You know, <laughs> no doubt. So you know, I was wondering, okay, are y'all gonna break off on this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but. There was no emotional tie there. My woman did not bring another woman home. Yeah, when it comes to a wife, it's something different. You know, you're hanging out. <laughs> you know, you're single. You're in college. I you don't know, know this. You, you do the thing, but, yeah, but those marriages don't last. I mean, swingers don't last. I don't care. There, there, there's no marriage that you can probably, I mean, I don't know the statistics, but. I don't think swingers' marriage lasts because then what happens when you that person gets away from that city, that that uh, swinger and they start catching feelings? What they now call you got, you, yeah, because what they call themselves the doing family. is setting up rules. Okay, we have right. rules. You, you know, you only do this if I'm in the room, or you only do this with who I choose, or whatever. And sooner or later, somebody's gonna break the rule. Yeah. The rule always gets broken. And I want to talk about rules. I want to climb another 10,000 feet. I know it's late. But what about 
a black person being on the down low because they're a Republican. See, there you go. <laughs> We're talking about the down low. I mean, it's real talk. Look, what about if a black yeah. person, you know, a, a, a black republic on the down low, a black person who doesn't support President Obama on the down low? There's what a lot of that? them that's out there. There's a lot of them that's sure. out there. I mean, let's don't let's don't get it twisted. But um, you know, it goes back to almost like the culture thing. I mean, even with church. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, how hard we fought to get in here. You know, and, and and what they doing is, man, are you really going to respect what they doing to them? Yeah, but, I mean, you uh, you, you see so, situations, so, you see situations a, where, you know, somebody will, will say some, a cross word about Jesus and mums the word. But you mm-hmm. say a cross word about President Obama, oh, no, them, them fighting's words, them fighting words. So, you know, so what you're saying, P-Town, is that if you're a black homosexual, a black Republican, or a black person that, that disagrees with the president, dare I ask this question again? Is this down low stuff just a black thing? <laughs> that's 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 where the whole the whole down low thing was directed. That's where it came from to say, mm-hmm. you know, black guys on down you you never heard all these years. What you hear about whites are you you, you know, they they're uh, uh 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 queens or whatever. You know, it's it's. Uh, I even heard something crazy where uh, they were saying somebody gay is acting like they were straight. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, people come up with their with their own titles. But yeah, it was directed. It it was something that came. And I'm gonna tell you the way I feel about it. Some black woman started that. Mm-hmm. You know, some man did something to her, or she, whatever, and then it's like, uh, down low, you know, because whites don't care. You know, they don't care. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a non-white thing. I mean, because you got a lot of cultures, you know, Asian cultures, some, you know, Middle Eastern cultures, where if you're gay, I mean, you might as well forget it. They might they might hurt you, so. <laughs> Uh, on the down low, I think with with the white, you know, or Europeans, I think it's more of a free, you know, any anything goes type of thing. So, uh, you know, th- that's how I look at it. Yeah, but you're starting to see it in these other cultures now too. I mean, they're getting away from the, you know, if it gets the religious, I'm gonna chop your head off. And, and it's coming to norm, not only just in America, but. All over the world. That man will chop your head off if you say something against them. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and now, fellas, I have, yeah, I have two daughters. I have two daughters. Okay, but does does, does anybody have a son or a stepson? I have a son. Yeah, he's got sons. But so, what if you found out that your teenage son or your adult son was on the down low? How would you feel? Well, I I'd be hurt. I would be hurt, but. I mean, they're my children. I love them, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still love them. We're going to try to talk them out of it at the beginning, but then it may take me a minute to get it together. You know, um, wow. I, I'm sure they wouldn't tell me. 
Is it one of those things that mama knows but don't let daddy know? I don't even think, uh, I don't know. My my mother, would, I used to mess with my mom. She told me if I brought an old woman home, she'd be pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, my my brother um and his marriage was in the dumps and he was he was at, uh, cheating with this this white girl and my mind was like hot. I mean, she was I've never seen her so bullheaded and and and, and all. I mean, it was like I thought she was going to explode because, you know, a white girl sent my brother some flowers. But let me give y'all a, a, a situation. Um, one time her and I went to, to a store, and we were in the store getting stuff, and I was bringing what I was going to buy uh, up to the counter, and it was her, and she's white, and it was a black girl in, 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 the, in the store. And she was like, well, well, give me your stuff. I'll pay for it. And I said, no, I'll pay for it myself. She said, who makes more? You know, and like black girl behind her, I had the view of, you know. And what gets me is how black women act like, you know, all of a sudden we are, um, you know, 14-curve gold because a white woman shows interest in us or and the first thing they want to holler is you're trying to take our men from us. When you don't give a damn about us, you know it's only important when you see somebody, another race, a white woman, you, you know, uh, has interest. And her and I, hey, we, you know, like I said, this is my brother's thing, you know. But she, she was looking at me like, uh, you, you know, she was getting ready to shoot daggers. You know, and she was joking because we had that type of relationship. I mean, you know, what am I do? That's my brother's woman, his wife, him and his wife on going down the drain. She was trying to castrate him in the divorce. <laughs> you know, how can how can I look at him and and be mad at who he decided to uh, mess with? You know. Yeah, you talked about divorce. Um... And after four years, almost 250 episodes, a top-selling book, an app for your droid smartphone, being on two different national radio stations the last seven months, et cetera, et cetera, how come this thing that we call household stress is still on the down low? Good question. Only a handful of people that know about this thing we do. I'm going to let somebody else handle that. (laughs) I mean, really, four years. Almost 250 episodes, top-selling book, app for your Droid smartphone, two different national radio stations in the past seven months. How come this thing called household stress is still on the down low? Good question. Does anyone other than me? How come? Why so? Well, right now, well, right now it's nonprofit. Whenever it's nonprofit, meaning there is no profit coming in. Mm-hmm. When there's no profit coming in, you've got no advertising dollar. Period. You've got no marketing dollar. Period. So if 
You could have the bomb, bomb, bomb thing, the best show on earth, but if you don't have the funds to get it out there, then you won't be on the download. Or, the other hand, is enough buzz, create enough buzz where people will promote it for you. Well, isn't it true that if you have an app and you get a million people, uh, then it becomes uh, a dollar value to you? You can make a lot of money? Probably so. You mm-hmm. probably can. You just got to get it to a million people. You got to get it to <laughs> a million people to stop for five minutes long enough to check out your, your you know, your app and your product. Because mm-hmm. then it becomes advertisement dollars. Sure, sure. That's sure. right. Mm-hmm. Good word. That's a good word, T-Hawk. Um, let me shut this thing down. We got to land this plane. Got to get you all out of here. Um, what about someone who keeps their Christian faith on the down low? Mm. <laughs> oh, I saved wow. the best for last. What about <laughs> someone who oh. keeps the Christian side? Now, 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 okay, that's a good question. Now, when you say that, break it down for me. How yeah, do you how, keep your How do you keep your Christian faith on the down low? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like you got a you got a cross on your chain and you keep it tucked in or something. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> You, no, you're not walking around. Go ahead. I, I give you. I give an example. I give an example. When your coworkers don't even know that you go to church. But why, do you, have, why do you have to advertise that? Because no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I'm not saying that you go and say, "Hi, you know, my name is Paul, and I'm a Christian." I'm not well, saying that. Well, from I'm just my saying experience that, that I know, that if you're too vocal about your religion, that pushes people away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but as far as I'm talking about lifestyle, that you see a person's lifestyle and then they intersperse. Yeah, I got to get up for church, and you look at me like you go to church. <laughs> I mean, I know y'all had a dispute. I know it's not just yeah, you. you look, no, 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 it's not just you. Believe me. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. It's like you know, I'm not saying to advertise wear a t-shirt and keep your, you know, have a big cross, you know, and and walk and have your bible at lunch and all that kind of I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that it's people that we interact with that you we would never know that they're a Christian. Well, uh, yeah, because some of some of them are Christians on Sunday. Mm. Mm. But 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 I mean, I mean that's what it is, but throughout the week they mingle with everybody else. Not mingle, mm-hmm. but fit in, fit in, don't, you know what I mean? Just like he said, they don't have a cross on, which you don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, but when when the Bible says that you you should be identified as a Christian mm-hmm. by your walk. Talk about it. Not by your talk, not by the big, you know, Bible that you uh, um, carry around in your, you know, in your briefcase or that you mm-hmm. sit there and read your Bible on lunch, no. By your walk, and you should be different than those that are in the world that just fall for the okie doke and do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you, you know, and 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 some people, you know, they don't take it to the next level where it's like, okay, I'm gonna let everybody know that I go to church on Sunday by my actions. I'm gonna know, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and cuss with y'all. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about who I hit last night with y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and talk about my wife. I'm gonna sit here and talk about my kids. I'm gonna sit here and talk about getting better. I'm not gonna talk about the same things that y'all talk about. 
But some people fall victim to it because they're comfortable and they have those conversations. And then you say, yeah, how can you worship on Sunday with the stuff that you do the other six days a week? Well, that's that's never really been uh, how many times you've gone on a date or you met a woman and one of the questions is, oh, uh, what is your religion? You know, it's it's never spoken. It's not it's something that's that's really spoken, and you know it's like you go out you go out to the club, you meet a girl, you bring her back home, you do you do, and the next thing you know she's jumping up. I gotta go to church, huh? <laughs> wow! What do you mean you go to church? Yeah. Wow! You're right. You're right. That's funny. Hmm. You're right. You got your babies all over her chest talking about I got to go to church. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> wow. I got to go to church. On the first night, the first day, you hit mm-hmm. the it all. You have been anointed. It all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oil <laughs> and all. Funny. Oil everywhere. <laughs> That's funny, but I, I I got only two more questions, fellas, and I'm gonna shut this thing down. We will get a little bit of open mic, but um, now we talked extensively, actually too much about Bishop Eddie Long, um, and we talked a little bit about uh, Ted Haggard, Pastor Ted Haggard, but you know, here's the question: as we shut this thing down, fellas, um, if you knew a man who was struggling with being on the down low, who would you refer him to for counseling? Would it be Bishop Eddie Long or Pastor Ted Haggard? If you had to choose one of them, which one would you choose to say, brother, you need to go see this one or that one? Who would it be? Wow. But I have to pick one? You have to pick one. You've got to pick door number one or door number Okay, two. so one is based on age, and the other one, if they're over, if they're over 20, long. If they're under 20, <laughs> That's hey. good. That's good. Over 20? Okay, that's good. No, nah, I like that. I like that. Why? 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 At least he's kind of admitted his ways and trying to reform yeah. himself. It seems like Long is in, in, in some denial. Mm. Yeah, Haggard came clean. Haggard came clean to everybody. He ain't denied nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, to this day. You know, Bishop Long is still, still denied the allegations against him. Anything. Like you said, Tony, he never said, I ain't never did... This or that, whatever. That, he never said that. He kind of just, you know, did the little two-step. Right. He mm-hmm. skated it, and he and he cashed out. Mm-hmm. And he cashed out. out. But what does, you know, the paraphrase First Corinthians 4 and 5, you know, what you do in the dark will come into the light. Well, it's it showing up well. Spotlight, flashlight, strobe light, all of the lights. All, all of the lights. lights. <laughs> we got a light. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had that uh, that clip, people. You, you got it, brother. But do y'all think that it's possible? Do y'all think that it's even possible for a man to be delivered from being on the down low? Sure. Sure. Yeah. What do you mean to be delivered? Because I, I guess what I'm asking is, are you are you saying you can be fixed? Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's yeah. not something you. It's it's a choice thing. It's not something you can go through eight weeks of intensive training. You know mm. that that that's a choice that you're gonna make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, but Rodney, you got to break it down now. Deliver it. It's it's a little bit 
they're deeper than being sick. It's being sick by way of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. So it's not many camps. It's not many camps. It's not many camps. <laughs> there is some definite uh, uh, um, um, rules with that with that uh, process, and there's some obedience with that process, and there's some penalties to pay with that process too. Mm. Wow, that's good, T. Hawk. And that's that's right where we need to be. Final clip, fellas, before the conclusion. Final clip, 30 seconds. Short one here, short one, short one. might know that song is by televangelist Juanita Bynum. A quick bio, Juanita was married to Bishop Thomas Weeks III. But in the fall of 2007, they were involved in a very public domestic dispute, and now they're divorced. Juanita said that her husband physically attacked her, but Bishop Weeks said that Juanita was the violent one during their marriage. But watch this, watch this. Bishop Weeks said that their marriage started to deteriorate when a close friend of the family told Juanita that he was gay. But that's actually not the reason I played that song. You know, my final question for tonight is this. Are the song lyrics correct? Is God the God of a second chance? t Hawk was talking about being delivered, the Holy Spirit. Is, I mean, it. Is, is Juanita, was she singing it right? Is God the God of a second chance? Sure. He allows, I mean, oh, yeah. he allows us to um, come to him willingly. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 um, like I said, you, you, you fall one time, I mean, he's not going to hold it against you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to choose to, to, to change who and what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all going to be judged, you know, (laughs) harshly or not. You know, and when it comes to time, um, depending on what your belief is, is is Judgment Day and what Judgment Day truly is, um, everybody's going to get a second chance. That's why he's going to cast the devil in an abyss. For a thousand years mm. to allow you to learn the word and and to change who you are, so that when he is released again, you will not be fooled, you cannot be led mm. talk about it that's good, that's good, that's good, and fellas, just to tie into what that brother just said, this is the conclusion. I will say nothing else after this but to shut it down, but I will warn you, it's four minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> watch the clock. But this is the conclusion, your favorite part. With her shoes on, walk around the house, 
you know, and my sisters and brothers would call me, Tonette, Tonette. As a child, Tony Spears wore his mother's shoes and clothes to entertain his family. Little did he know this innocent act was a telltale sign of the conflict brewing inside of him. Even behind the scenes, when no one's there, I would sneak and put them on and walk around the house and act like my mom and act like my sister. Tony was raised in a single-parent home by his mother. He never knew his dad and had no male figure to guide or protect him through his life, especially in middle school when his peers began to tease him and call him gay. I never had a sexual relationship with a male, but it was just a thought. But even in middle school, his thoughts pushed him down a darker path. I would go to the adult bookstores, and I would see men actually having sex with each other in the little booths. You put your little quarters in there, and somebody opened the door. And at that time when I seen that, I was nervous. I was scared. As Tony grew older, he continued going to church. He struggled with his desire to serve God, which was in conflict with his homosexual desires. And the church would preach, you don't supposed to do this, you're going to hell. But it didn't mean anything. Because they always say, God forgives. Tony's shame kept him from talking to anyone about his struggles. That is, until he was 17 and he met a man who was living a secret life and lured Tony into his first homosexual experience. Tony was so desperate for a male role model in his life that he continued the relationship for the next year. We'd go out, whatnot, go to his house, go to his basement while the wife was upstairs. He was always there. You know, we would joke, we would laugh, but I knew that the other part came with it. When Tony went to college, he started living what was called the down-low lifestyle. Down-low, brother, means you're behind the scene. You always got a girlfriend on the side. But behind the scene, you, you always got a man on the side, too. Tony continued living this double life through his college years. By the end of college, he was fully engaged into the homosexual lifestyle. He went to a gay beach and had four to five sexual encounters with men almost every day. And I would always say, God, just kill me, man. What you got me here for? Why am I here? You know I'm doing this. You know I know it's wrong. It was a place of torment in my mind because I knew I couldn't change. Tony lived this lifestyle for 10 years. He continued going to Pastor Danny and Kim Daniel's church. He knew he had to change his life before it was too late. He came to grips with the fact that this was not normal, as it was unnatural, and that to be a Christian, he could not be a homosexual. Then, one day, while in his apartment, he began to cry out to God to save him. That same night, Tony went to church on New Year's Eve and had an encounter with a loving God. I want to meet that real God. I heard many stories of many homosexuals being delivered. But I'm like, Lord, if you deliver them, you can deliver me. And just as Tony had done so many times before, he walked up to the altar to repent, ask God to forgive him, and to totally set him free. And I said, God, here I am. Something was lifted. I was still feeling those emotions, but something was like a heaviness was gone. Tony never returned to the homosexual lifestyle. Over the next four years, Tony faithfully attended church, read his Bible, and allowed God to change him. God also began to give Tony the desire to have a wife. That's when he met Felicia. After six months of dating, Tony told her about his past life. And I said, I'm just going to jump out here and just say it. 
I used to be gay. I used to sleep with men. She said, I love you regardless. Six months later, Tony and Felicia married. I never thought I'd be getting married to a beautiful woman who loved God for real. Tony is amazed at the unconditional love of God in spite of his past. I spoke with him a long time ago. But to be here, have a new life, a new way of thinking, it still amazes me. Wow. That's it, fellas. That's Is that it. real? Yes. That sounds like a, some kind of uh, uh, fairy tale or something like that. It did. But, um, I mean, could, could you look at it in a spiritual way? Could homosexuality be a possession of a spirit uh, that type um Lord, you go back and you look at the idea that that the angels came down and and had sex with uh, human women. What that created? You know, did that create this? Mm. What I get from that is is that that he pretty much made it so that you're not necessarily born that way. It sounded like he was in training. You know, it started out with um, wearing mama's shoes. My sister used to do that to me, you know, but I'm not going out buying pumps. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, in the in black men, I mean, we all used to call each other a hey, faggot this and faggot that and you know, punk this and punk that, just like saying nigga, nigga this, nigga that, you know. So that all started the download thing. Because I know in high school we knew guys who were, but we didn't say anything. You know, we didn't target them, you know, but it was like, yeah, we got an idea on this person, on that person. You know, um just because sometimes somebody doesn't go out for football or whatever and, you know, they want to say something's wrong with them. Mm. You know, um, you don't show up at family functions with a girlfriend, you know, and somebody's going to start talking. You know, whatever. I went to a, a, a cookout one Fourth of July and, and the girl I was seeing was both ways. And, um, you know, we were just, it was like, I don't know, you know, booty call type thing either way. And um, she was telling me, it was two other friends of hers that came. And later on she told me, well, you, you know, one of my friends, you, you know, my friend like you, want to take you on a date. So I'm thinking the girl, right? You know, and she was like, no, the guy, he want to take you on a date. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And I joked it. <laughs> You know, because I said, well, he take me up, but he ain't getting a kiss. You, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was, I, I, I didn't know how to accept it. You know, I, I, was I, you know, one point it's like, damn, you know, I'm attracted to, a guy's attracted to me and, you know, whatever. But I don't know. 
I don't yeah. know if, if to say you're born that way or what. But yeah. how are you really born that way? Oh, no. Well, let me shut it down proper like when me flip this thing over to open mic. I got to do it right. That concludes our show for the evening, fellas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Virtual Talk Show produced by Married Men Don't Talk. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You can join us again next Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And next week's topic will be... Signs you might be bad in bed. Wow. Uh, wow. For more information, please feel free to visit our website, householdstress.com, and also download our free Household Stress app from the Google Play Store for your Droid smartphone. You are now free to move about the country. Wow. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.